Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Aiden. Hi, this is Austin from Amusement Insider. Hi, this is Austin Weber. Hi, I'm Brad Rex. Hello, this is Brandon. Hi, this is Chuck. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Clint Novak. Hello, I'm Colin of CWK Photography. Hey, it's Corey, the host and producer of Theme Park Pulse. Hi, this is Darren Schmidt from the Dead Man's Digest. Hi, I'm Dustin Lystra. Hi, I'm Evan Ponstingle, the author of King's Island, Arrive Through Time. Hi, I'm Grace Peacock, Director of Communications at Canada's Wonderland. Hey, this is Hunter from the On the Hunt podcast. Hey, kids, this is Ian from Theme Park Stop. Hi, this is E-Ty from Theme Park HQ, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, this is Jason Ginsberg, the creator of Fake Theme Park. Hi, this is Jeff Joyner. You might know me as Coaster Dad or Logan's Dad from Coaster Kids. Hi, this is Jeremy from Buckeye Coaster. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Tyler. I'm a Coaster Kids ambassador. Hey, this is Josh with Scream and Stream. Hi, this is Fernie. And D From Kidult TV. Hi, I'm Kim Brooks. Hi, I'm Yakubo. Hi there, I'm Lee Cockrell. I'm the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World. Hey guys, it's Logan from Coaster Kids. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm Natalie. And we are M and N Amusements. I'm May Story. Hi, I'm Michael Corelli. Hi, this is Nick Guerrero. Hi there, my name is Ryan Sudler. Hey, this is Scott Schaefer from Upstop Media, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, this is Skyler. Hi, my name is Tana Fulkow. Hi, I'm Taylor Bybee from Coaster Studios. Hi, I'm Tracy Lystra with Saving Huey Foundation. This is Winston McDaniel from Screamageddon. Hey, this is Aaron from Pursuit of Thrills, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Adam Floyd, and I'm the Senior uh, Marketing and Sales Manager here at Wild Adventures Theme Park, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, this is Adam Sandy with Zamperla, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. This is Airtime Mike from El Tor Ryan, and I accept... The Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Arthur Levine from the Boat Theme Park, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, this is Ben Grant from Ben Grant Music, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Billy McCluskey with Thrills United, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hey, this is Bob Kilner, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. This is Brandon from Theme Park Predictions and More, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Callie from Coaster Kids, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Chloe Ferreira from Mice Chat. Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Collins. And I'm E.B. And we are from CoasterRadio.com, the original theme park podcast. And we accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Courtney Weber, Director of Communications at Carowinds. Hi, I'm Ashlyn Hunter, Manager of Digital Marketing at Carowinds. Hi, this is Dan from El Toro Ryan. Hi, this is Don Helbig, Area Manager of Digital Marketing from Kings Island, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi there, I'm Don Hurd, and I'm the Indiana Beach Historian. I accept the challenge. Hi, this is Doug Barnes of the Season Pass Podcast and the Mice Chat Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Sean from Dr. Coaster, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hello, you're listening to Dusty Sage from MiceChat.com. Hi, this is Gabby Gomez, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, this is Jake Toko with Rocky Mountain Construction, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hey, everyone, this is Jefferson Richardson, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hello, I'm Joe Crowback, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Christopher Werner from Christopher Werner Designs, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. How's it going? This is Kyle Smith, the manager of Creative Show Operations here at SeaWorld Orlando. Hey, this is Lauren Cook-Crosby from Holiday World, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. 
Hi, this is Leah Cook Bloomhart from Holiday World and Splash and Safari, and I accept the coaster challenge. This is Lindsay Stork from Ginger G-Force, and I accept the coaster challenge. Hello, I'm Logan Shell, and I accept the coaster challenge. This is Marcus Lashock, the Roller Coaster Bureau Chief at WGN-TV in Chicago, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Matt Hill from Operation Theme Park, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, this is Matt Knoll, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Matt Schmatzer with Coaster Dynamics, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hey guys, my name is McLean Waddell, uh, better known as the Fury Guy, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hello, my name is Nick Gaskins, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hello, my name is Oliver Struby from Mile High Coasters, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. This is Ray Gonzalez, Marketing Manager at SeaWorld San Antonio, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hey, I'm Robert Coker of Super 78 and the Season Pass Podcast. Hey, this is El Toro Ryan, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. I'm Ryan Levy from 3DP Coaster Design, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. I'm Steph of Emotional Roller Coasters, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. I am Tayton Lang, Assistant Regional Rep for American Coasters, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm the Ambassador, and I've accepted the Coaster Challenge. This is Tim Holleran from the Coaster Crew, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, I'm Tyler Marilla with WorldOfUniversal.com, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, Ben Silverfield, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. I am Zach Glaros, owner of Sir Henry's Haunted Trail, and you are listening to Coaster Challenge Podcast, and I accept the Coaster Challenge. Hi, this is David Cantu, the founder and executive producer of the Coaster Challenge Network, and on behalf of the entire Coaster challenge podcast team we want to thank all of our guests who have helped us reach our 100 episode on the coaster challenge podcast hey david hey andrew and the rest of the gang at the coaster challenge podcast congratulations on 100 episodes that is a heck of a milestone uh this is jeff tucker i used to have a podcast called 91 reasons and i i did 500 episodes and i ended it because i ran out of things to say but you guys have a lot more to say you have guests and you have great conversations and you have a mission and the mission is to help people overcome their fears through theme parks and roller coasters what an amazing thing to do to have help people face their fears face their anxiety conquer them and live their lives to their fullest that's a very noble thing and i am uh humbled to have been a tiny little teeny part of it you know just a little tiny like crumb that's what i did hey but i'm still part of it and that's exciting right uh i'm, I'm here at knott's berry farm actually right now my office is uh right next to uh the ghost rider roller coaster i have to walk under it all day back and forth and uh if you're on the ride and you wave i might even see you so that's pretty cool but uh, again congratulations 100 episodes it's a fantastic milestone here's to 100 more and here's to a million people being changed by the great work that you're doing at the coaster challenge podcast do you accept the coaster challenge? Yes, I accept the coaster challenge. Do you accept the coaster challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us blow through your Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Celebrating its 100th episode. So please, secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, the Coaster Challenge Podcast Team. 
Hi, everyone. This is Andrew, one of the executive producers of the Coaster Trash podcast. Today, we have a very, very special episode, and it's a poignant one for all of us here on the team, and in fact, for many of our guests. Really, when it comes down to being a coaster enthusiast, you know, many of our, our team, actually all of our team pretty much, and, and most of our guests are coaster enthusiasts. All of us are theme park enthusiasts and are coaster enthusiasts. But when we think about a typical coaster enthusiast, I know people like Kim, David, myself, you know, we certainly like this. We celebrate milestones. And those milestones we usually celebrate are things like, you know, especially our 100th coaster, our 200th coaster credit, 300th, et cetera, those key milestones, those key century milestones, if you will. Sometimes some people count parks they go to, which I think is really cool. I've not done that, but, you know, their 50th park, 100th park, et cetera. And, you know, milestones are a real big thing in the community. We compare them with each other. What's your number? What? How many credits do you have? And, but especially those milestones, those are ones we remember. What, what, what our 100th poster was, what our 200th was, and so forth. Well, similarly, here at this podcast, milestones mean a lot to us. Today, we're celebrating a major milestone and something that we're pretty proud of because we're, we're recording our 100th episode today. And I may, as many of our listeners know... I'm a big podcast consumer. I've listened to podcasts for well over six years now. And a lot of the shows I've listened to, they didn't make it to 100 episodes. Uh, you know, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. And our entire team, David, Kim, myself, Jenna, we all put a lot of effort. And we're not paid a cent for this. In fact, we put our own money into this podcast. We spent a lot of time. It's not easy. And it's a labor of love. And it's because it's a labor of love that this podcast is still going. And in fact, you're going to hear some stories today that are going to talk about how impactful this podcast has been on this team and even on some people beyond this team. We've got a special group of people here today. This is our largest recording ever in terms of the number of people. And I'm going to kick things off and introduce the folks here that we are, we're uh, going to be talking with. So first, but not least, is our newest producer that joined us here in season two of the podcast, this most recent season. And that is the lovely Kim Dykes. Welcome, Kim, to the show here. Hi, I am very happy to be here. Like Andrew said, I joined the podcast. It was, I think, last April, right coming up on about a year ago. I started out as associate producer doing interviewing, finally learned how to edit after a lot of trial and error. And actually, I'm doing the majority of the editing for the podcast now, and that's going really well. I was, re as he said, I was recently promoted to line producer. The more I've gotten into the podcast and the more people I've talked to, the more experience I've had. Like Andrew said, it's a labor of love. It's turned into a passion of mine. I've had people ask me, you know, why, why do you do this if you don't get paid? After I started doing it, the more I learned, the more I wanted to do. I'm really excited. I have something to share later on in this uh, podcast that we're doing tonight for our 100th episode. Good things come to those who wait. Keep listening because I've got a big announcement coming up. Awesome, Kim. Thanks for sharing. And I, uh, I have some insider uh, knowledge of that announcement, and I'm really excited about it. It's something that we're all excited about. And I knew that when we first brought this up to you as an idea for something for you to spearhead, I knew how excited you'd be. And I love that you've uh, ran with it. And, and again, you'll uh, you'll be talking about, about this more later on here in our, our episode. And I'm excited for you to introduce the, the audience to it. It'll be uh, really exciting. So thank you. And uh, Kim, I also got to say, we've, we've been around long enough here. We've had 
a couple members of the team where they're no longer with us. And that, that's what it is actually more than a couple. It's, it's not easy. Again, a lot, it's a lot of time and some people, it's just, they don't have the time for it. You know, you've stuck with us and uh, you're not going anywhere. I know that. What I really appreciate about you, Kim, is you have kind of, it reminds me of myself. So I, you relate to each other really well. You have so much passion and that you have passion for coasters, for parks, for your family, for your kids, for your exercise, for your, your fitness and for this podcast. You know, whatever you do, you, you only do it with passion. And that's how I live my life too. And I have so much respect for that. So I really appreciate it, you know, that, that you've dealt and, and, and given your passion to this podcast. It's really made a huge difference. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it. One of the mottos I live by is, and I've told you all this several times, I don't know if I've ever shared this out loud with our audience, is I firmly believe, you know, in doing something and doing it right and giving it my all, or I'm not going to do it at all. And I'm not going to lie, you know, when I first started the podcast, I didn't know, you know, how, you know, how am I going to juggle all of this? Once I saw everything that was really involved and the time commitment. But just like with everything else, it's all about priorities. If you are willing to find a way, there's going to be a way to do it. <laughs> and I have a nice little system down between interviewing and editing Editing now. I'm ready to take on this next big thing <laughs> that I'm not <laughs> going to say any more about at this time. I'm ready to take it and roll with it. I'm very excited about it. And it's another one of those things. I feel like this is probably going to be my finest work yet. So I'm going to say for now, stay tuned. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be because it's combining two of your passions together, this podcast and uh, something else that you have in your life. It's going to take really, it's beyond the podcast. It's going to take this brand, this channel uh, that we have uh, and take it in a new direction. So yeah, again, very excited. I'm sure our listeners are getting very curious now. Don't worry. All will be revealed later on here. Uh, again, we've got an exciting episode. So thanks again, Kim. We'll be hearing more from you in a bit here. We're excited to hear uh, you know what you have to share with the topics we're going to talk about today. But before we get to that, you've got other people here. Got a busy room here. Next on the list is someone that's been with us almost from the beginning, basically from the beginning. Uh, we originally had a um, one person that was helping David co-host the podcast, help produce the podcast. And, uh, he had to leave, but he's still very much a friend of the show. And then uh, we had someone replace him. She had she had big shoes to fill, but she filled them really well. And that is our, our Jenna, our one and only Jenna. And Jenna, I'm so glad. I know we didn't have you much on much during season two because we changed the format around a little bit but you're still of course you know been a part of the team part of the passion so i'm glad you could be here uh, here with us today on this uh, special 100th milestone so thank you andrew david and kim for having me on the podcast it has been awesome and like you said i kind of took over for the other person wasn't expecting to be put onto a podcast <laughs> but it worked out real well um it was kind of nice hearing all these different stories getting to know you and Kim definitely was not aware of a coaster community until this podcast. It's been awesome. That's actually a really good point, Jenna, because, yeah, you know, I, I kind of when I did the intro there, I said most of us are we celebrate milestones like coaster credit stuff. And, you know, you're not a big coaster enthusiast. And I was thinking of you, certainly when I said that, really primarily you, but also some of our guests we've had on, too, that are more theme park enthusiasts. And you're more of a Disney gal, right, than a, yeah. than a coaster gal. Yeah, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Theme park therapy can be had in all sorts of different ways. And I, I think it is kind of cool. It is kind of cool that you, while you're not a coaster enthusiast, you've kind of gotten exposed to our crazy Thuzy verse, as I call it. And there's just a lot of positivity, a lot of fun, fun stories. And we, you know, I, I love that you listen to all the episodes and, and in that first season when you're hosting with David, 
you know, you really appreciate it and had some really good commentary on each of the interviews that we had in season one and, you know, listening to all those enthusiasts and all their crazy stories. So I, it sounds like we maybe have made a good impression on you. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. Well, Again, we've got a couple members of the team on the on the uh, episode here on the podcast here today. We got some other people too. I'd like to welcome a personal friend of mine and a guest from season two from our most recent season. Welcome back to the podcast, Tyler Morello. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Doing great. I am just very honored to even be on here at all. Being on season two was fun to have an interview with you in a different format than how we usually talk is fun, but I'm very happy to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, of course, you and I have been friends for, uh, wow, three years now, almost coming on three years. And yeah, of course, you know, doing the interview, when you you interview a friend that you've already known for a while, and you kind of have a little more formal format of, you know, questions and answers and all that, and some of the questions and you know, some of the heavy topics we talk about, it is a little different. But um, I knew how you know how thoughtful and, and intelligent a person you are. That you, one, you'd appreciate our mission, and the two, that you'd be a good person to chat with. And you, you know, you were you were a great person to interview. And here in season two, yeah, so we're so happy to have you on again to tap your brain a little bit more as we get into some topics later on. So thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. There's one more member of the team. And you haven't heard much from him in the past season. Again, we changed our format around. And he's, in fact, the, te- the member of the team that's been around since the beginning of the podcast. But not just the beginning of the podcast. He's been here since the beginning of Ghost Challenge itself, going back to, what, 2015 or so. He's the, our one and only founder and other executive producer here on the show, uh, the one and only David Kansu. David, wow, it's been a long time. Welcome back. It's great to be back. I'm actually, for the first time ever, I'm actually a little nervous being back on the air right now. It's been a while. I'm just right now kind of dazed because I can't believe it's our 100th episode. I never thought we would ever reach this milestone, just the amount of work and passion that was put into it. You know, to share with our audience out there, there was a moment when season two wasn't wasn't going to happen. And it's like Andrew said, I've just gone through one heck of a life change uh, last year. Not even last year. Well, last year was quite quite challenging, but it really started really toward the middle, toward the end of season one. There was a fear that season two wasn't going to happen, that Coaster Challenge wasn't going to be continuing. And Andrew and I had this conversation multiple times throughout that time. I'm pretty sure you remember that well, Andrew. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The one reason um, why I'm really glad that it, it did continue I was really glad to see because Coaster Challenge, not also celebrating its 100 episode on the podcast, it's celebrating its two-year anniversary as a podcast, but the organization itself will be celebrating eight years this May. I didn't even think about that. It's been that long, been that long, eight years, you know, eight years when I got on my first roller coaster and it changed my life completely. It became this movement. Coaster Challenge really started as a movement. It was mission was to help people break their fears through theme parks and roller coasters, what it did for me. And I was somebody that was deeply in fear, deeply anxiety because of my Tourette's when I was diagnosed as a kid. When Coaster Challenge grew so rapidly, we were just like with Coaster Kids, you know, Coaster Kids and Coaster Challenge started at the same year. They're celebrating their eight-year anniversary as of today. Just to share with our audience what's been happening behind the scenes, why nobody has heard from me. Now, just to let everybody know, I was still around. I'm behind the scenes in the main studio. I'm the one that's putting, when you know Kim edits interviews, I'm the one building the episodes. I'm the one in front of the computer getting everything established, marketing material. All that stuff has all been done through me. Still was in the background, but was not 
out in the open and on the air where people can hear my voice or see me on videos. Basically what happened, and I'm 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 not going to share it in detail. Back in 2021, toward the fall, I had a major life change. For those that don't know that I've been married and I was divorced in back in 2015. That really devastated my life because it was unexpected. I was single for over six, almost seven years. And then I had somebody special who was part of our organization at the time come into my life. And I never thought I would ever found love again throughout all that time. I was really happy back in the fall of 2021. I was, I literally thought she was the one that I was meant to be with the rest of my life because we, we had so much in common. But then when 2022 came around, you know, Queen Elizabeth said it best back in 1992. 1992 is not a year on which I shall look back with undiluted pleasure. <clears throat> In the words of one of my more sympathetic correspondents, it has turned out to be an annus horribilis. I suspect that I'm not alone in thinking it so. Indeed, I suspect that there are very few people of, or institutions unaffected by these last months of worldwide turmoil and uncertainty. That was her words. Well, for me, 2022 was definitely a year I don't want to ever look back on and I will not have will not be very fond of either. That relationship I had turned into a nightmare and made my life a living hell. And it was because I found out I was going to be a father. And I was so excited. We welcomed it with open arms. But then the relationship turned from being happy to her being controlling, having this power grab, was making my life miserable, making my family's life miserable, making our friends in the community, our friends, our team here on the podcast, miserable. It affected everybody here. And it's because how they all saw, everyone saw how I was being treated. Well, what, what happened later on, this happened between January and April of last year. We found out in February that she had miscarriage and we lost the baby. And I was very devastated by that loss. But she wasn't. That was my first child, folks. It was hard. It was really hard. It took me a whole year to uh, recover from that. And I broke it off with her because of what she did to me. When I found out she was a true narcissist, I've never dealt with anybody who was a narcissist ever in my life. And even though I had broken it off in April, but I was very devastated the whole year. I was in total depression from the loss of the child. It was my first. I spent a month with Andrew in Florida back in May. Just trying to regroup, be with friends, coaster friends. And I got to tell you guys, to everybody out in the community, 
I love you all very much. You guys were amazing. The support you gave me. Everybody gave me tremendous you, support. We love you, David. We're here for you. And I want to thank all of you, all of our listeners, for everything you've done. It really helped. It helped me throughout the year. And I told and I made Andrew that year an executive producer because at the time before when all this was going down, I wanted Coaster Challenge to continue with or without me. I wanted this mission, this movement to to go on because this is a very serious movement of helping people. And the one thing I will tell you what helped me recover, I was listening to every episode that Kim did, Andrew did. I was in the studio with a lot of our guests. Tyler, you know I was with you during your interview. I was listening to when I put the episodes together, I have to listen to the whole story over and over and over because when you're editing, just like Kim will tell you, when you're editing, you're listening to the same conversation over and over and over to make sure it sounds right. You want it to be perfect. But back in June of last year, I had to make the executive decision because I was not mentally well. And Jana was by my side. She still is. We made the executive decision to remove ourselves from the from the hosting and go straight to interviews because I needed to put myself first. I needed to take care of myself. I cannot help people if I can't help myself. So I made the executive and the right decision to take a break, but still be behind the scenes and coaching my teammates coaching our volunteers, giving them the motivation they needed to move on to continue the fight, to help people break their fears and live better. But I have to tell you, and Andrew brought this up to me recently, and so did Kim and Jenna, what really helped me get through last year was listening to all our guests on this podcast. Their stories were so powerful. And it helped me, even though I'm emotional right now. I'm emotional because this is a this is a victory. This is a victory right here, folks. 100 episodes, and this podcast, this organization is going strong. We're going nowhere. We are going absolutely nowhere. Like Kim said, I have a big announcement. I'm going to be announcing later. It's going to be huge. It's going to revolutionize the theme park industry. It's going to revolutionize how we do social media. We're going to make some changes, and we're taking no prisoners. We are going full force on this. And I can't wait to share this with you guys. But, yes, if it wasn't for all the guests that have been on this show, and I would go for walks, and I would have my headphones on, and I would be listening to these episodes, even though I've listened to them a hundred times during the editing process. But when you go out and do a walk or you're working out in the gym or you're driving in your car, going to work, or going to a theme park, and you have the show fully on with everything. And I've learned something. Everyone touched my heart. And what Steve Jobs said from Apple. It's a tool for the heart. And when you can touch someone's heart, that's limitless.
if you can touch somebody's heart, that is limitless. What we are doing, folks, is limitless. If we can touch your heart and help change your life in any way we can, mission accomplished. We are accomplishing our mission, but it's not over. We still got a lot more out there to do. And so I'm glad to be back here with all of you celebrating our 100th episode. And I can't wait to hear. And I know we have more guests going to be coming on later on, Andrew. Uh, uh, I don't know. We've uh, we've been uh, talking to quite a few people. We uh, yeah, we never know who might show up today. It's like I said, it's already already a already a busy room in here, be packed. But you never know. So, but yeah, David. Uh, yeah, Kim, please go ahead. David, I wanted to say first of all, I appreciate your heartfeltness in that statement that you just made, and I want to say how proud I am of you because. I've learned that through my own experience, and it took me a long, long time over half my life to figure it out, is you can't take care of everybody if you're not taking care of yourself. And one of the things I noticed about you from very early on is you would do and do and do for other people, which is one of the reasons that I value your friendship very much is the fact that you are so giving and the fact that you do want to help people. But at the same time, you are always putting yourself last. And I myself have had that same experience where eventually, you know, the camel's back is going to break if you're not taking care of yourself as well. Furthermore, I know that while that wasn't a good experience for you, There's always two sides to the coin. Some blessings came to me through the past year because I'm not going to lie. You know, I was nervous as heck when I was getting on the air the first time, the first several times, every interview. And I feel my heart pounding in my chest, couldn't breathe right, getting cotton mouth, sweaty palms because I was so nervous. So you stepping back pushed me out of my comfort zone. I think even earlier in some areas than I was prepared for, but now it's not only made me stronger individually, I think it has strengthened us both as a podcast team and as friends. I just want to thank you for your friendship. Thank you for the opportunities that have been presented to me through Coaster Challenge. And like I said before, I'm just super excited to move forward with you all. Thank you, Kim. This I, you know, uh, in this day and age, in this world we live in, not necessarily here in a podcast because it's all audio, but in the world we live in, we we talk in emojis a lot. You know, emojis have become part of our vocabulary. And there's that red 100. I don't know if you ever use it. I use it all the time, where you 100% agree with someone, and I would I would give you a 100 right now, Kim. True words have never been spoken. You know, and then David, you know, I've known you. The only person that's known you longer than me is Jenna here. I've known you, what, since 2018. We met there at SeaWorld fortuitously right before I moved to Florida. We've told that story on the air. And you have been through a journey with me, which which I'll be reflecting on myself a little bit later on here uh, relating to that. But moving forward from that, what you went through this past you know year and a half since the fall of 2021 as you described, I was, you know, I was there right along with you as your friend, probably so. I love supporting my friends, and I love you as one of my closest friends. I've known you forever, and I saw you go through that journey. I was there right with you, and and I had experience, as you know, with that sort of problem, not with the, uh, the very tragic miscarriage, but with uh, with having a narcissist for a uh, partner, 
you know, I went through a lot with that and we'll talk about it later. I am glad that I went through that myself because I was able to help you. And, you know, that pain that I went through myself of all those years, it made it, I, I'm glad that I had it because I'm able to help people. And you're one of several people that I've helped having gone through that. And I'm, I'm so glad I could help you. And, you know, having you here for that month, May of last year, I know it was, you're still, we're working on healing after you left, but you came, the person you left, what you were a better person than how you came here. You know, a month that month really helped you. And I did my best to, you know, have, you know, lots of friends, you know, friends you already knew out here that live here in Florida, you know, get together with them and introduce you to a lot of new friends that I have here in the community and elsewhere. And, you know, I know we had a lot of good times and we had some, you know, we got to see Lee and Brad from from Disney, you know, two of our our VIP guests from season one. We got to have breakfast with them. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was, it was a great visit. And I think it was very therapeutic for you. And but David, you mentioned something and I'm, and I'm so glad, by the way, I'm so glad that you've continued to get better. And I know the past few months you've been, you know, basically normal David again, you know, healthy David again, I should say. But, you know, you mentioned this and Kim mentioned this, too. You know, this might be a special episode of the podcast, but it doesn't mean we're not pursuing our mission here today, which is to help people and deep work therapy and living better lives, positive lives. And you know, we, we like to share our guests. Sometimes we share very poignant tips for life, life hacks, if you will. And you guys touched upon it. And I don't think any guests have talked about this before. And that is the idea of being selfish. A friend of mine years ago, a good friend of mine back when I lived in San Diego, he was doing one of those personal self-help sort of seminar kind of things you pay for for a few days. And you have a, you know, someone that teaches you about some things about life to live a better life and avoid pitfalls and what, and he had me as a guest, you know, he could bring guests and he had me go with them one day. And what this program was about was about being selfish, which to me, that my personality, I'm like, what? That's not, I don't want to be selfish. I, I knew there was some, some catch to it or whatever. And the, the point is, is there's two kinds of selfishness. There's selfishness where you ha- you keep everything for yourself. You take all the food, you know, you take all anything that's being given, you take all of it. So no one else has any of it. You don't share what you have in your life with others. You don't open your home to people. You don't maybe buy your friend a lunch sometime. That's if you don't, you know, if you're not kind in those ways, that's being selfish in that. But the selfishness we're talking about here is much more poignant. And that is taking care of yourself first, because if you don't take care of yourself first, you're going to, you know, not be in a good place because you're not taking care of yourself, literally not taking care of yourself. And how can you help others if you're not good yourself? So it's important to be selfish in your life in that good way, where you have that downtime, where you take time for yourself, where you do the things that you really like doing that you know are important for you. And don't let your friends and your family occupy all your time. And David, you learn that with some of the things you went through. And like Kim said, you know, I know with your family situation, your current family, you you have your time taken away a lot. You give so much to them. And I think you've learned, as you and I have talked about, to push back, not not in a mean way, but say, hey, I'm, I'm happy to help you, but I need I need to help take care of myself too. And that's so powerful. And again, I, I want I wanted to emphasize that for our listeners because I've learned that lesson in my life too. So thank you for David for sharing your heartfelt story and you know something that you know Kim and I and others have known about. But sh- thank you for sharing that you know very bravely with our audience. Wow, doorbell. Well, David, you know I warned you there might be some other people showing up here. It's pretty crowded. We we'll have to make some more room. Uh, let's see who's at the door. Oh, yeah. whoa, wow. Okay, this takes us way back. Everyone, it's our very first ever guest for our first real formal interview based episodes it is bennett aka coaster dolphin hey ben and how's it going hello andrew it's going great right now it's bright and sunny out and i can't complain about anything life is good awesome awesome like i said you were our very first guest when we started doing interviews it was like our i think our second or third episode first couple episodes were kind of like an introduction to the podcast and introducing the team while i've seen you more recently 
We haven't had you on the, the podcast here for quite some time, so I'm really glad you could join us here for this very special 100th episode. Thank you so much. I appreciate that a lot. Awesome. Awesome. I know you just got here, Bennett. You know, I guess maybe you'll be able to listen to this on your, your favorite podcast app later on. You can hear what we had to share earlier. David just shared you know, a very poignant story of what's been going on in his personal life, some of the things going on in his personal life the past year. And basically, he was sharing with us how the podcast has had an impact on him, especially over the past season, this past year. You know, what we'd like to do now and you know i think we should all do this is i'll talk about you know what the podcast has done for us what impact it's had on us i think that's a really good thing to talk about you know david thank you for sharing kim what has the podcast done for you i know that you joined here in the second season you already kind of talked about you know the impact it had joining the podcast and, and the journey you went through but maybe you could kind of expand upon that or maybe other things you want to share yeah, I wanted to really take it back to the beginning because I actually met David and Andrew for the first time. It's been almost two years ago, coming up in June, Hollywood Nights in 2021. I really had no idea how that particular moment in time would change my life in every way going forward. I was introduced to David and Andrew. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know what Coaster Challenge was. And I, at the time, was still new to the Coaster community, you know, the whole enthusiast event thing. So kind of socially awkward at times, a bit nervous meeting new people. And it was just kind of like, oh, if you want to hear a story, talk to her. And... (laughs) I found it kind of felt like, you know, I was just kind of thrown into the water, not quite knowing how to swim. So swim or sink. And I remember having a brief conversation at the very end of that last night of Hollywood Nights with David and Andrew. And David just handed me a card. It's like, yeah, here, send me an email. Like, okay, sure. I came home and thought about it because I was really just petrified of speaking in front of people at that point in time. I mean, it was hard just to even have a conversation with two new people. Like, I really don't know if I want the world listening to my voice on, you know, on the air. And I I went back and forth about it for a while. Do I want to do this? Do I not want to do it? I don't know. I'm going to send him it. I'll send him fine. I'll send him an email, but he's probably not going to respond. I sent David an email and that's when we scheduled my uh, family's interview for the podcast. And we interviewed in fall of 2021. That interview was released on New Year's Eve of 2021. I was very, very, very surprised and very deeply humbled. I didn't really expect anybody to listen to that interview. Like nobody's really going to know who I am, much less respond. I've shared with my podcast interviews here and there, the story of my weight loss. I started a weight loss journey in August of 2019. It took me almost three years, put things in perspective, weigh 119 pounds. And I started out at 250 pounds. So it took me almost, yes, literally myself. I literally lost to find myself. Okay. I was still losing when, and I shared the story of the weight loss journey, even though I wasn't fully at goal at that point in time. There were so many people that contacted me that I'd never met over social media through Messenger, Instagram, that sort of thing, that were just very deeply 
more inspired and wanted to talk to me about weight loss. They were looking for advice. They were looking for help. You know, what, what has kept you motivated for this long? The opportunity to join the podcast came along last spring. And that was another one of those things of, okay, I did an interview. It's been great helping people. I'm scared to death to speak in public. <laughs> Speaking in front of people has always been a real problem for me. I was made fun of and teased all the way through school. And I'll tell you, standing up in front of the class was the worst, absolute worst, you know, and just instilled a very deeply rooted fear in me of speaking in front of anybody. I had to do it in college if I wanted to graduate. And I mean, I would remind myself, you know, these aren't the same people. They're not going to do that. But it just wasn't getting any easier. Well, I made the decision that... You know, not only through a weight loss journey, I was, you know, I've been in the journey of overcoming fear as well. And I'm like, you know, this is probably your biggest fear yet that you haven't faced is getting in front of people and speaking and doing it and doing it and doing it until it's not hard for you to do anymore. So are you going to back away from this or are you going to, are you going to do this? Then and there, I decided that my desire to help people was stronger than any fear that I had in me, I was going to accept the challenge. And I'll tell you, through doing through doing the interviews and hearing my own voice, editing my own interviews at first, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't, I, I sound like this, what? You know, that, that took some time. It took, it took some adjusting. I can say, I mean, it's just like riding the bike. You hear what you're not doing well. Let's get up and try again. Okay, that's a little bit better. What else do I need to change? Let's keep, let's keep doing this. And now I have to say, I, the fear was really, put to the test a few months ago, I had to stand up and speak in front of the entire faculty at my school. I had to do a presentation on my uh, classroom management. And I've always dreaded that, hated it. And I did not know until I was up there and my mouth opened and I started talking that that fear is now gone. Awesome. It, It wasn't even there a little bit. The people that just continue to contact me and reach out, the the people that I've been able to help, that continues to push me to want to do more and do better for others. This podcast has also helped me overcome fear in ways that I never thought possible because it's helped me to push through those mental blocks with my fitness because I am no longer afraid to try things. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? not going to go well. Okay. That didn't go right. What do I need to change to make this better next time? I'm no longer afraid of people's reactions, but I also want to say this, and this is one I never saw coming until really the conversation we had last week hit me on a whole other level. Yeah. I've had a very difficult time through my life. You know, I've told you my family issues. I've got three quarters of my family now that don't speak to me due to a narcissist in the family. That's had a huge hit on me. Also, I've just because of the my very negative interactions with peers, you know, the bullying and stuff through elementary school, middle school, high school made me a very introverted person. I've never really had a lot of what I would call true friends. As I've gotten in the community, I've met a lot of people, but I would, I still say I have a lot more people that I would call associates 
than I call actual friends. It's really still somewhat new to me to have a group of people that I can talk about the hard stuff with. I can hear things from people that I don't want to hear about myself because I know it's to help me and help me grow. And it's out of love. It's not out of trying to attack or harm. And on the flip side, I'm able to help you all grow that way as well. Absolutely. To me, you all are not just friends, you're family. And it's really what I had hoped my own family would do. And they weren't willing to. I just want to say, I really found feel like too, I have found finally figured out what friendship is, what family is. That has had, I think, perhaps a deeper impact on me than any other aspect of Coaster Challenge so far. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for that. Wow, that's really profound, Kim. Thanks for sharing. And that's amazing that, you know, that it's the, you call the butterfly effect, domino effect from getting introduced to you. I believe it was by guests, again, from season one, earlier on in season one, Mark and Natalie, m M&M Amusements. I think they were the ones that introduced you to us. I think it was also with um, uh, John Winnick. Also, we're connected with you, uh, that yeah. John and Tyler are very close friends of the podcast as well. And again, through through kind of that group of people from, you know, Ohio area there, Chicago, up in the Midwest, we had connected with the through them with with the podcast and they connected us to you and we met you for the first time at Hollywood nights. And I just was from the very beginning, I was like, wow, she's a spitfire. She's got passion. I like her. I didn't know if we were going to have you on the show or not. We, you seemed interested. And of course we know how that went. <laughs> you know, you were talking about your great interview on the podcast. Of course you are now joining the team here at the beginning of last year, about a year ago now and what a difference that's made, but uh, it's, it's really, it's awesome to see your journey and how much the podcast has changed you. You talk about, you know, facing your fears, which is what we're all about where, you know, you now feel fine speaking in front of people and, and if, talk about how you were willing to do that. You're more willing to do that or more open to doing that because you knew it could help people. That's so powerful. The other thing you mentioned, and, you know, Tyler and I, we talk a lot about IP. We talk about, you know, offline as friends, you know, we talk about the movies. We're both in the like Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fast and Furious, and, you know, a lot of the Universal, you know, IP especially. We're both huge fans of Universal. And so... <laughs> Tyler might start laughing today because even before Kim said it, I uh, I was going to bring this up, but Kim, you and I think so similarly that about really how this podcast team, we are a family. So you're going to hear that family word. Oh. just like <laughs> I just saw the Fast X uh, trailer for the, uh, one of the first times yesterday when I was at the theater and we, my friend and I, that we were, we were there watching something else and we were counting how many times they said family. <laughs> So anyway, my buddy works for Universal, so he's got that whole family thing going with uh, with Fast and Furious. But anyway, you're going to hear family a lot here, listeners, I think, because, yeah, the podcast team, we're a family. But really, in many ways, you know, Bennett and Tyler are here. You know, you, you guys are both friends of mine and friends of, of uh, David's. And uh, Kim, I don't think you've met Tyler or Bennett yet. Maybe you've met Bennett. No, right? I have not. But that's another yeah. name I've heard yeah. several yeah, times, but I've yeah. never yeah. met Bennett. Yeah, and Jen, I know you've not met these guys, but you're, at least you're meeting them virtually here today. But yeah, even and our, our, a lot of our, our guests, they're really part of our extended family here at Coaster Challenge. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to start naming names because I don't want to leave anyone out. You know, listeners, you heard quite a few of them at the beginning of the episode here, and you might hear from more of them maybe later on here. We might have some surprises in store for you. But there's a lot of amazing people that we have met that are part of this extended family, our guests here on this show. And uh, when you're a guest on the show, doesn't mean you're done. You know, here's Tyler and Bennett coming back. We've had Chuck on multiple times. We've had other people. Uh, our good friend, the awesome and amazing Jeff Tucker, you heard earlier from, from Knott's Berry Farm. We've had him on more than once, and I'm sure we'll have him on again. 
again, we're we're all about you know being connected with people and maintaining those meaningful relationships. Again, like a family, I'm going to say it all a bunch of times. This is what we're all about. This isn't some uh, emotionless environment. This is this is you know it's the real connections we have here. So Kim, so thank you for for really touching upon that in a really poignant way. That's really powerful. Thank and you I sharing. did want to add one yeah. more thing, you know, just listen to you talk really, especially looking upon the past year, the support I've had from you all and having this podcast step in, you know, as something for me to focus on and devote my thoughts and my energy to during that difficult time when I was dealing with separation from the family. Through the support and the opportunities the podcast has given me, I don't know how else to say this, then it just continues to push me to be a better me. I'm continuing to get stronger mentally, stronger physically. Now, like I said earlier, I'm ready to launch this whole new component of Coaster Challenge. There's not even, the sky's not even the limit. I don't even know where the limit is anymore. It's really this podcast, the opportunities I've been given, the friendships. Thank you again. Absolutely. Here, yeah, here. I noticed. Yeah, here, here on awesome. that, Kim. Here, yeah. here. That's what I've been going through this past last year and what I'm going through this year. I made a determination. This year is a new year. It is time to flip the page. It is time to move forward. It's time to get back. I mean, I would tell you, I think everybody in this group and abroad can agree since the start of the pandemic, it has been a horrible couple of years for everybody especially what I went through last year. So this year needs to be a new year for everyone. And that's why I'm looking to three areas I'm looking to do this year. One, mental health, get my mental capability back to where it was back in 2018. Two, physical health, get myself back where I was in 2018. Like Kim said, when I started Coaster Challenge, I weighed 300 pounds within by 28, that was 2015. By 2018, I had lost 125 pounds in that process, in that journey. But during the pandemic, I ended up gaining 60 pounds back, COVID half weight. the weight back. That's the COVID weight. So now I'm on this mission to get myself back before COVID even hit. Yes, this podcast, this show has really helped everybody who's been involved. And like, I'm so glad to see Bennett here today. He was our first official guest. And you know what, Bennett, it's been a long time since you and I have hanged out at a park. So if you ever come out to California, you better reach out to me because I would love to hang out with you again. (laughs) You know, funny enough, I'm actually going to be in SoCal towards the end of uh, April. So more than likely, I'll actually be heading on down to Knott's Berry Farm. So if you want to do something then, I'll let you know. I'll probably be getting in around like three or so in the afternoon. And let's just go ahead and hang out at Knott's Berry Farm all day. Just message me ahead of time and let me know what you're, where you're going to be, and I'll definitely be there because it would be great to Perfect. see you. Again. You know, it would be amazing guys, to see you again. Maybe you, maybe you guys can uh, stop by and say hi to Jeff. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, I totally. Do. Yeah. I always do. One hundred percent. Yes. Oh, yes. Jeff always asks me. He goes, David, when you come to Knott's Berry Farm, let me know. I'll meet you up for lunch. You know, so it's nice. It's really nice Jeff to have Tucker. those relationships. Yeah. So, so for our listeners, you know, of course, talk about Jeff Tucker, who's one of the one of a few people that has been on the podcast more than once, but not only that, you know, talking about the extended family, Jeff is very much part of our extended family. David and I have hung out with him on multiple occasions, talked to him all the time offline. Uh, we were on his podcast when it was still on the air. He's, he's since his kind of retired from podcasting, at least for now. And he's just such a wonderful person, so creative and amazing. And he's a big fan of our show, as you heard earlier. And, and uh, yeah, so hopefully you guys get to see Jeff when you meet up there. Not nah, that'd be awesome. Now, 
Andrew, there is one thing I would like to mention to our audience that every guest, I know Tyler's heard it, Kim has heard it, Bennett has heard it too. Now, team, what was the reason why we started this podcast? To make a change. Not just to make a change. Remember, remember when Coaster Challenge started, we first started as a movement which was a Facebook campaign. Then it turned into a YouTube channel. But then if there's one thing I will thank COVID for, COVID forced us to make the decision to become a podcast because everything was shut down. You couldn't do right. videos. You couldn't do YouTube videos. You couldn't go anywhere. Everything was closed. So we had to be creative to figure out what do we need to do to keep the movement, to keep the mission, to keep Coaster Challenge moving forward? And when we, when Andrew brought up the, and I'll thank Andrew personally, he was the first one to say, let's do podcasting. We can do it from home. We can do it from Zoom. We can be able to communicate with everybody from the industry and everybody, our friends and everybody. And you know what? Here we are. Two years later, we are now an official international podcast. We have, we are being listened over 80 countries around the world. We've hit, we're almost at 8,000 downloads total since we've started. We average about 500 daily listeners a day listening to this show. And that's within not even two years. That's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. amazing. We, like we just had Coaster Radio, which is one of our biggest friends. You know, we're, we're, we're honorary executive producers on that show. And it took them 19 years to really get where they're at. And they're, they're a bigger podcast, but it took them a long time. But here we are two years as a podcast and already getting up to that level. I'm so proud of that. And I'm so proud of everybody who has helped made that problem. Because I will tell you guys, as a YouTuber, myself, as a professional video editor, YouTube videos are easy to put together. TikTok videos, all that stuff is so easy because you can do it from your phone. Podcasting, whole different level. Audio editing, it's a lot of work. Kim, Jenna, Andrew will tell you, it's a lot of work. I mean, to do one interview, to edit it, it takes an hour to do 10 minutes of the interview. So if you have a two-hour interview you're editing, it could take 10 to 12 hours to get it done. It's a lot of work. And to put one episode together, it's about a 15-hour of heart of uh, labor of love for each episode that's put on. And I'm very proud of our 9-11 episode. That was a, oh, yes. that was a 30-hour project that took forever, but it came out so beautifully. Oh, and yes. if there's one thing I will thank COVID for, it forced us to make the decision to go podcasting. And look, here we are today at our 100th episode. I'm so proud of you guys. I know we're proud of you. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly proud of the accomplishments that we as a team have made. And, you know, only, only by working together did we get where we are, but also got where we are because of how, again, we talked about earlier, how this has been a labor of love, putting all this time in because we're so passionate about this mission and our listeners, we're just, our listeners just keep us going and our guests keep us going you know, with their stories. Now, I personally believe when you do something with a positive attitude, it's like Kim said, the sky's the limit. And it's because of that positive attitude that we all have that our, that our, our guests have and, and the impact that the, just the interviews themselves have on the guests and the reactions they have at the end when we stop recording. It's just all just keeps us going. It's just, it's snowballing, just building and building and building. And we're, we're just getting started. And again, for our listeners, you're going to hear a good example of how we're just getting started. Kim hinted at it earlier. I know she's very excited to oh, do the big yes. reveal and we'll be doing that. We'll be doing that later. We're, that's coming attractions. But uh, before we get to that, a couple of us have, have shared what the podcast, the impact it's had on, 
on them the past couple of years. So Jenna, you know, you've been with us since basically the beginning. Uh, while again, in season two, like David talked about, you were behind the scenes with David. You know, you were working a lot behind the scenes with David the past couple of years. So, you know, what can you share about the impact the podcast has had on you? Other than having, expanding my knowledge about the coaster community and more about coasters that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> Because I just, I never looked at roller coasters the way, um, like you, David, Kim, like how you guys see them. You guys see them, you know what they are, what they, you know, where they're from, where they're at. I never even thought about like other parks. So for me, this was one of those, like it opened my eyes up to something different. And it kind of coincides with just working for different jobs. Like you never know what it is until you actually get into that job. And this job essentially opened me up to hearing about like what type of roller coasters are and, you know, who makes them, how long this company's been around, right along with opening me up to more people to get to know, like you, Andrew and Kim, getting to meet Bennett and Tyler now. As far as it impacting my life, it's just opened me up to more opportunities to learn. And I love learning. There's a lot of stuff that I still want to learn and meeting other people gives me that opportunity to learn different things. Something that you, none of you guys know, except for David, I was actually married in 2014 to a man up in Oregon. After David went through his stuff and talking to you, Andrew, I realized my ex-husband was a narcissist. When he left, he made me feel that it was my fault for everything that went wrong with the marriage. That wasn't the case. I also went through a miscarriage. So being here for David for that was a big help for him because he had somebody that could relate to him on that aspect. And I could kind of help him along the way. There's been a lot of challenges just in this, you know, for me, the last couple of years, I've never opened up about to really anybody except for a few select few. Here, I'm opening up about it to like everybody so i think that my biggest thing about the coast about this podcast is that it has had opened me up in more ways than one that's amazing that's really awesome and yeah i've seen you come out of your shell you know i had not i didn't meet you before we started the podcast it's because of the podcast i really got to know you jenna you know you're, you're a little more quiet or at least have been in the past when I first met you. And, you know, I met you a person a couple of times and hung out when I've been out in California. But yeah, you've really started to open up. And, and wow, I mean, some of the things you mentioned there, again, like you said, only David knew. And, you know, thank you for sharing. And if there's, one thing, if there's one thing I'd like to add, because just so our audience know, Jenna and I have known each other since middle school. That's how far we go way back. We're like brother and sister here. We did have a guest that Jenna did do one interview in our first season, and that was her boyfriend, Michael Pass. And Andrew, we... It was one thing that when I was there in May, Michael was a, he's a truck driver. He was able to make it where he can come spend a week in Florida with us. That was awesome. And when he started, when Jen, when Jenna got involved with Coaster Challenge, he got involved. We got him like, he's, he's so eager to ride King Ka over Six Flags Great Adventure. Oh my God. And when we got, and I'll never, and I'll never forget, Andrew, we got, remember, remember Andrew, we were there, you and I were there when he rode Velocicoaster for the oh, first yeah. time. Oh yeah, and his, his reaction, reaction was priceless. Iron yeah, yeah, and Iron Gwazi. Yeah. We turned him into a coaster enthusiast. He was kind oh, of totally. a coaster enthusiast more than me because his thing is he he loves going all on the coasters and he can't find a coaster that is fast enough for him. His jo running joke is "Wake me when it's over" because the co every coaster he's been to out here in California, he's just like, "Okay, I've done it. I know it. 
Like, let's move on. He wants to get on something like that Ferrari one. Oh, Formula Rosa. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Uh, he yeah. wants to get on that one because it goes super fast. It's he was huge, telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge adrenaline junkie in that sense. Yep. So, yep. I mean, Absolutely. The first, first theme park that we both got to go to out of California was Hershey Park last summer. Oh, yeah. We got to go on a few rides. And the one ride that I was like, we need to get on was Candemonium. And Andrew, I freaking loved it. I loved nice. every bit of it. I wanted to go back on it again. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, well, Jenna, when you come out here to Florida, we've been talking about you coming out here. I know uh, you're going to have to get on Mako at SeaWorld because Mako is uh, Candemonium's uh, older brother, basically. 2016 was when that coaster opened. And if you love Candemonium, you'll love Mako. It's the same oh, yeah. kind of coaster. I mean, yeah. When we were, when me and me and David were in junior high, I was the one that was on the coasters. I would get on any coaster, oh, but yeah. anywhere. But then as I got, like, I moved out to Oregon for nine years, the whole, like, getting on coasters, there was really no coasters out there except for, like, no. yeah. you know, oh, look, the state fair is around. So you got yeah. like, the little state fair coasters, which aren't really much but you know yeah. <laughs> so for me it was like i had to regain all of that being used to the coasters again so the you know i would get off and my hands would be shaking because it was just like oh my god i haven't been on this in so long i don't know I can't handle <laughs> my stomach's not handling it my nerves aren't handling it but i've slowly started getting back into that so it was like okay and then i got michael that's pushing me on to just about every coaster <laughs> And he still threatens to get me on X2, which is never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Despite but, what he's saying, it is never happening. You never know. I mean, now for the record, <laughs> for the record, Jenna has been on X2. I think it was when it was X. It was when it was X, and I had friends that dragged my butt onto that ride. And <laughs> that ride, I came off in tears. It Oof. scared me so bad. I was just like, I am never getting on this ride ever again. I've gotten on Desperado at the state line. I've been on Goliath here at California in our Magic Mountain here in California. I've been on the Incredicoaster, like, I've been just about on anything. That ride, that, no, nope, that did it for me. It's same with uh, so, Tatsu. So would you say that's the coaster that scared you the most? <laughs> yeah, well, if I come off crying off of a coaster, you know that there is something seriously wrong because, it's like, I was dead quiet, and the, the guys I was with, they were like, you have to talk to us. And I was just like, talk. Yeah, it was like, I they end up like taking off running because they were like, oh crap, she is like pissed. And David, you know what that <laughs> looks like. You've seen it multiple times. It's just like, oh, um, I'm running and hiding now. I don't know what she's going to do. She's going to do something. Yeah. Awesome. Jenna, so I will say from recent interviews I've done, I'm really not afraid of much, like hardly anything but i've heard some horror stories about x2 that is the only coaster on the face of the planet that i am actually nervous to ride primarily oh, primarily for two reasons and again i'm not one to back down from anything but i i do know when i finally ride it's going to be towards the front and it's going to be on the inside and i do know also <laughs> on the last turn to put my hand on the back of my head because I've heard horror stories about head banging to the point of people coming off crying. And I'm only five foot three. I'm really not a fan of head banging. 
and I get migraines. And I also heard a couple of stories about blackouts. I love a good gray out, but I've never blacked out on a coaster and I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. But, you know, I've also heard the complete opposite of how it's one of the best coasters on the planet. So, you know, I I really think there's going to be no in between. It's either going to be love it or hate it. X2 is a love it or hate it coaster. Yeah. Yeah. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Michael and and his daughter both. Love it. Yeah. So Kim, so I wrote X as X, not X2. Probably I was one of the, in the first week that the public was able to ride it back in February of 2002, season pass holder previews. Uh, so back when the first time I lived in down in San Diego and my buddy and I went and we freaking loved it. And I've ridden it many times as X since then with the original trains and then many times as X2. And, and yeah, it's getting rougher over the years, all these issues. And again, each person, each body's different, different height. You know, maintenance can be different one day to the next and, you know, temperature can affect things. But I've I've never had a head banging. I've, I've heard people talk about leg banging in the, in the last part of the ride. Never had that. Uh, all the, What I love most about X or X2, as the case may be, uh, and all of the, the Arrow 40 coasters, you know, these these coasters we're talking about, I've ridden all three of them, is the first drop. It's the most epic first drop you'll ever experience on a coaster. That's also the drop that I've been told gave one person a particularly strong blackout. Uh, <laughs> didn't I didn't wake that. up. Yeah. <laughs> didn't wake up. <laughs> they literally yeah. had to assist him off the ride. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, of course I'm going to try, but I'm, I'm, but he did take his first ride. I will say in the back on the outside. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to start out towards the front on the inside and work my way back. If I feel the need to yeah. do so. X2 is best in the front on the outside seat, in my opinion. The front row, because of that drop especially, is so epic. Mine was more of middle of the of the train on the inside. I don't know about, I didn't black out, but all I know is when I did open my eyes, all I saw was grass, and I was just like, nope, <laughs> nope, not doing this, nope. <laughs> I closed my eyes and kept my eyes closed the whole time. I don't think I blacked out, but it was just, I think the pure fear of like, oh my God, somebody's making me go on to this ride that I really don't want to go on. It just <laughs> kind of caught up with me, but I did it. I mean, I, I came off of it, but it was just like, nope, not doing it again. If you don't mind me asking, uh, just uh, since we got X2, which is, by the way, been the most talked about coaster along with Top Throw Dragster yeah. since we started this season. Tyler, yeah. Bennett, have you guys written X2? <laughs> Just kind of get your guys' opinions, if you have. Tyler, why don't you go first? Um, well, I have never, ever been uh, outside any of the California parks yet. It is on my bucket list. However, I do not think there's any shame in thinking that that roller coaster is intimidating because it looks pretty damn intimidating, honestly. Just the spinning <laughs> aspect, the height, the drop, everything looks just absolutely ridiculous. But if someone's never been on it, it just it looks crazy, but I'm sure it's a fun ride. And you know, hearing it from you guys, it sounds like it's great. Bennett. Uh, Bennett, Bennett, I know you have some strong opinions. <laughs> All right. So my complete honest thoughts on X2 involve me. I'm on the side where I absolutely love it like it is one of my all-time top favorite coasters right behind exhibition g-force velocicoaster dc rivals and voyage it's like right below that level in like the top of the top tier 
what I love about it is just one, the uniqueness of the ride. Like you don't really have any coasters that go through an extreme layout that's super intense and super disorienting while of course you're like kind of flipping in and out. And when he said that first drop was insane, I personally think that the drop is insane. It's not really more so like a forces type feeling, but it's just the sensation that the yes. ride flips you over and you're like literally like facing the ground yep. like during that 90 degree drop. Although I personally didn't get that intimidated by it. I was just more so like, whoa, like this is actually super cool. And there are some parts of the ride too. Like I'm very, I'm very resistant when it comes to like intensity and whatnot. So I don't really like black out. I don't really gray out or anything like that. But let me tell you, there's some parts of the ride where I was definitely graying out, especially right after that second uh, Raven turn, which mm -hmm. in my opinion is my favorite part of the ride, just because it really like drags you into the seat. Now, if you're on an outside seat and you haven't ridden it that much, it can be a little rough. If you're not really like susceptible to like roughness, it can be bothersome. And I've had people say that they've had like really bad head head banging aka their head kind of like bangs back and forth within like the backrest so my personal advice is to literally put as much pressure on the backrest as much as possible and if you want a smoother ride then it's definitely the inside um seats that you're going to want to get but x2 is a wild insane and fun ride and i just cannot recommend it enough and i think it's easily the best coaster in socal and not only that, but I think the best coaster within like the southern part of that country. I am a huge, huge fan of X2 and I cannot advocate enough. I know the ride's not for everyone and I know the ride's also super intimidating. So the fact that like if anyone were to like get on that coaster is already enough of a milestone for them to achieve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, X2 is actually, Ben, you brought up X2 is a great milestone coaster. We talk about great milestones, you know, amazing coasters. Some people make it a joke and they go on a on an SPF spinner as, as a milestone. I but, almost went on a wacky worm for my 300. Yeah, yeah. I just, I refuse to do that because milestones mean, mean a lot to me and I, I do take them, so to speak, seriously. They, uh, they're, they're, they're just become nostalgic for me and poignant for me. But hey, each their own. But yeah, X2 is a great milestone coaster. I know, I know of friends that have made it a milestone, a 100, 200, et cetera. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Bennett and Tyler. And uh, Jenna, what I want to touch upon, you know, before we got on this X2 tangent, was, which was fun, is you were talking about earlier about some serious topics about your miscarriage, which I'm very sorry about that. I did not know that. And you're, I did not also know about this, this former marriage you had, which was uh, so toxic with being married to a narcissist. I definitely can relate. I'm so sorry for that. But I want to want to say, and I know you're very empathic, uh, Jenna, as, as I am myself, that it, it, one thing that can make the pain that we go through a little bit more tolerable, looking back at it, I guess, if you will, after we've gone through it, is how we can use that pain in a positive way. I believe very strongly that you can make anything in life. You can look at any situation. Yeah, I can even look at COVID and I'll take on that challenge. I can tell you what the answer is and, and look at it positively. Work from home that's come out of COVID. Uh, the fact that companies are more accepting of it is fantastic. Working from home has so many positive aspects, being home with your family, your dogs, not having to commute, not having to pay for gas or, or you know fuel and all that. It's so many things. But again, something so bad like COVID, 
positive came out of it. Well, you know, again, having these these toxic relationships, these you know, tragedies like the miscarriages and so forth, we can be there for others. You know, you could relate to David with what he was going through this past year with his miscarriage. And also, likewise, like I was, you know, I could relate. You could help him, Jenna, as his close friend, because you'd been through a toxic narcissistic relationship. We, we kind of sacrifice that pain in a way, because we can help others because what we learn. Well, it's so, the understanding. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's totally, it comes from an understanding being in a, being an empathic for myself. It's not so much that aspect of having the empath ability. It's just being a person understanding, like you can see he's in pain. He, there's something going on for me. It's just, I know, like I can understand, I can relate to that feeling. I can relate to his, how he's feeling because it, kind of pulls me back to that same spot and it's like there's the a horrible feeling for anybody to go through and for people to sit there and judge other people for it until they go through it themselves will never understand and i'll tell you absolutely i will tell you folks jenna had a front row seat along with jd michael uh pass her boyfriend my family jenna will tell you all tonight what i went through last year from january to march it's been a it's believe it or not, guys, it's been a year. It's been a year full circle since that that time. Believe me, I was put to the my mental health was really put to the test last year. And now I, I'll tell everybody, I've been through depression three times in my life. This one took the cake. This one I was really scared because I didn't know if I was going to re- rebound from this. I was afraid I was going to be at that level where a lot of people have been to where suicide would have been intimate. I was worried that I was going to get to that level. I'm happy to say it did not because I've been through depression multiple times. So when you go through depression multiple times, you know what to expect. You know exactly how you're going to feel. You know, you'll be like, okay, we're back to where we were years ago. This is how we've done this. This is how we've been able to, to bounce back. But I will tell people, for those that have never gone through depression, first of all, it's a very serious mental condition. It's not something that goes away overnight. I call depression, it's like a bad rash. It's here today. It'll disappear later, and then it it can eventually resurface again. You just got to figure out a strategy. Everybody has a different way of how they deal their depression. It's like, for me, it was like the support, the family, the friends, everything I've been doing positively. Try and stay positive. Don't be under a lot of stress. Don't, and let time do its healing. And I will say, time does heal, It no matter how long it takes, oh, yeah. but it does get better. And the one thing I will tell you, Things do get better. I'm happy to say I'm getting better. I am slowly just been taking the baby steps I need to get where I was. I will tell you guys, it's, I've noticed a lot of people since we started this podcast, depression has been on the rise. You know, suicides have been on the rise, anger, discrimination, and all this, you know, it's all because of fear. Fear has been skyrocketing. The pandemic really revealed how much fear is out there and what it makes people do. I will tell everybody here today, and I know we got quite a quite an episode to go on and we're having a great discussion, but I challenge my team for season three in this, in this mission that we're doing. We need to challenge each other and renew each other's commitment again, that we're going to go out there and we're going to fight fear. We're going to help one person at a time to overcome their fears because if we can help everybody break their fears, I strongly believe we can live in a better society. We can live in a better country. We can make people realize, hey, I'm not afraid anymore, and I'm not afraid to face whatever challenges come toward me. I feel if we can help people 
stir them in that direction, I honestly believe we will live in a better world doing it. Oh, amen to that. One person at a time. All it takes one person at a time. We don't, you don't, uh, you don't get it done all in one day. A lot of people out there that potentially can get help. And as this podcast gains uh, more and more success and more listeners, we can um, impact more people in a positive way. So that's what's really exciting thing. So thank you, David. Thank you. Tyler, so I know that you were on in season two, you, you appeared on season two, but you know, you and I have known each other long before the podcast started. And, and uh, I know you listened, started listening to this podcast before you were on it. So I'm curious for you to share as a guest, kind of different perspective than, you know, the rest of us that have, that have spoken so far. What impact has the podcast had on you these past couple of seasons? Yeah, I, I had known about the podcast before we met and it really was we had talked about it several times and we had hung out those first few meetings it made me pay attention more because obviously people recommend something i'm i'm willing to to dive into it more and conversation that we had that first time we met and then i shared it on the interview really my number one takeaway from like that day that universal reopened was like the amount of people i got to meet that day yeah. Um, I didn't meet everyone. I didn't know everyone in that group that we had all hung out with. So, um, and then, together. right. Knowing you is what got me on that podcast. So it's funny how like everything works out that way. But as far as impacts for me, besides a job or school, you actually were the first time I was ever like formally interviewed. Like that was fun for me. Nice. And <laughs> as someone who did radio broadcasting as part of uh, my degree, and college. I know one, the challenges of editing and listening to audio over and over again, <laughs> and also just how much fun it is. And it had been a while uh, because I graduated right when the pandemic started. It was like 20, April of 2020. So I hadn't really touched radio broadcasting since I left school. You doing the interview kind of brought me back in that world. And I, I absolutely love it. Uh, nice. For that, it was a, a blessing in itself. So I was happy to do that. Just getting to hear all the different stories, like really, you know, focusing on the podcast since we have been talking about it, all the broad like topics and sometimes it's enthusiasts, sometimes people that work in the industry, all that's been great to piggyback on what uh, Jenna said. I love learning. Any day that I learn something new, it's a good day. Listening to everything, as much as I am a, a super enthusiast in this um, realm and everything, just hearing all the different stories or perspectives from places that I wouldn't normally hear it from, all great. Love it so much. To kind of tie everything up, I had mentioned when you interviewed me how I'm the biggest believer of like just trying something at least once. And if you don't like it, you don't have to like do it again. Yeah. It's funny how that was how I ended up conquering roller coasters. And in a way, is now how I'm helping Danielle, my girlfriend, conquer some rides too. We've got oh, yeah, right, where right. <laughs> so we've got on some more stuff since uh, we all did Hagrid's together. And sometimes right. we go on something and I'm like, all right, you don't have to do it again if you don't want to. And she didn't like it. Or like, okay, won't ask you to do it again. And other times it's been good. So kind of reliving that journey again through her is also just something I've been thinking about more since I've come on and just started listening to the podcast more. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I've been on that journey a little bit with you and Danielle when you guys come up to visit. I think it was uh, was there when the first time she wrote Velocicoaster, as I recall. No, it was it was Hagrid's. It was it was Hagrid's. Okay, yeah, and and just you know seeing her be brave like that and uh, you know and not give in to fear and 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 react positively and it's good to see that you guys you've been helping her continue down that journey. That's awesome. And I, I just want to reflect on it's not necessarily a fear thing, but it's more of a enjoying life and being positive and and having leaving yourself open to possibilities. 
one of my favorite memories of hanging out with you and and, and your family, and, and I think Danielle was there that day too, is uh, last summer you guys came up for a visit. You know how I am. All of you guys know how I am. Kim, you're going to experience this again with me and you know when you come out down here for spring break. I love playing host uh, with people visiting. And, you know, it's like, you know, I just like, what do you guys want to do? I know these are my home parks. I, they're my backyard. I know them with my eyes closed. Where do you guys want to go next? What do you want to do? I recommend this. This is new. You know, I love doing that. And so, you know, there I was at the end of the night, Tyler. I was like, hey, what do you guys want to do for the last ride? And we were talking about Velocicoaster, which great night ride. And then I forget who it was, but a couple people, you know, it was a bigger group of us. A couple people mentioned uh, they wanted to do Popeye's. Oh, so, yeah. And and again, I love I love Rapids rides. Popeye's is one of the best in the world. I think it's like my number four or five in my list of favorite Rapids rides. Yes, I have a list of them. I'd never done it at night and never done it last ride at night. Hey, you know, I live five minutes away i can change my clothes really quick i don't care i'm fine with it i didn't think it was going to happen i thought we knew velocicoaster but we did it now yeah, i was all in for it again opening up to possibilities is going with the flow and i remember we had a blast and it was really pretty at night and yeah so it's funny you say that because i had never been on it at night either but there i i thought you were going with what we did right before that but we what, we all was- we we had to stop at the uh the watering hole and then we all decided on a whim to go on cat in the hat but they wouldn't let us take our drinks in oh that's right yeah <laughs> i thought that's where you're going with that but, oh yeah, no popeyes no, no, is yeah. right after that that was really fun <laughs> yeah yeah fun fun times fun times so speaking of uh being positive at universal so bennett so uh, not only were you our <laughs> not only were you our our first real guest here on the show in season one you as my friend you know, we've known each other. We've been hanging out now for several years. And you come down to oh, Florida yeah, a lot. Yeah. I've hung out with you in New Jersey and elsewhere, Hollywood Nights, of course, and Great Adventure and, and all these places. But, you know, one of the things I, I love about you, Bennett, is you are one of the most positive people I know. And Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And not all enthusiasts are positive. I'm not going to name names. I have friends that, they, you know, you and I have a very good friend, very common friend. We're not going to name names. You know who I'm talking about. He's oh, I know exactly guy, who you're talking about here. Easy, but he he's got, you know, and I try to help him. You try to help him. He's got that negativity and he beats himself up and it's really sad, unfortunate. But you, you know, yeah, he's, he's a I great guy him, too. He's a great guy. He's a wonderful guy. And and I again we try to help him. And we and you know, he's a great friend. But you know, you you know, you're very close with him. I'm very close with him. So the contrast is just amazing. And again, you're such a positive person, and you know, no matter what, you're so positive. And, you know, we're just talking this story about Tyler and the rest of us. We were, we were riding Popeyes, you know, just having a fun time, being open to possibilities, not 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 being closed minded. You know, this happened uh, after you know, I interviewed you here on the show. So we, and we really haven't talked about it much on the podcast, but and I'm not going to go into the full story. But because of your positivity and, and mine, you know, as we're along with you being positive, being nice and everything, hanging out, having a good time, appreciating our amazing Universal Orlando team members. The Universal Orlando team members just across the board, I'm sure Tyler can relate this to, are just some of the, yeah, some of the best, just the most positive, guest forward, guest focused people, even even more than Disney in the world. Yes, I can agree with that. Just amazing. And you and I had an amazing experience Friday Memorial Day in 2021, holiday weekend, park was reasonably busy. And because of our positivity, at the end of the road, by, by the end of the line, bottom line, we got not one but two rewrites from a very kind team member on Hagrid. And I like you to know, think about Bucky shirt for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, and you, your Bucky shirt, but it was really the positive attitude as well. So exactly. anyway, yeah. So Bennett, again, you have a great positive attitude. We've been hearing it here with what you've been sharing tonight. So I'm very curious. 
with you being such a positive person, what would you say of the podcast? How has the podcast has an impact on you over the past couple of years? If I'm going to be honest with you, the podcast has really provided an impact for me for making sure that one, I get out of my shell and two, that I can continue to provide this positivity among other people. You know, growing up, I might have said this in the first episode, but growing up, you know, I wasn't really the person that people would like look up upon. I'd always like be looked down upon and like I'd pretty much be like the bottom of the barrel, which is honestly disappointing because, you know, I try my best to like look at the good in the world and I try and like see everyone from like face value and like I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, there's a lot of bad people in the world who are not going to be out there for your best interest at all. And it, it does suck because all I want to do is just make other people happy. And I just want to like make sure that other people have a great time. I know later this month, like it even comes to the point where it's like, you know, I will do stuff that I'm not really like interested in doing because I want the other person to make sure that they have the best experience possible. And what the podcast has provided for me was just this opportunity to like kind of embrace that side of me and like kind of put that side out and really reach out to other people to make sure not only they have the best time, but for me to kind of come out of my shell to make sure that, you know, all these brand new experiences are made. And I know a bunch of your podcast buddies, like, like Michael and whatnot, they've all come around and they've provided that positivity. They provided that fun feedback over to me too. And it's just, it's life-changing. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's absolutely life-changing what an impact something like that can create. You know, someone who was pretty much growing up like super shy, not reached out because people were doing like bad things to, like what you said, provide a family for all of us. And that type of family that I've been introduced to is more than I can really like get from anyone else. Like it's more, I'm like just extremely grateful for this family to be made. And also for me to get out of my comfort zone as well. Like we said, face challenges. One of my challenges is ultimately to just coming out of my shell and like doing things. And this podcast has helped me come out of that shell entirely to where I was able to get myself into, you know, very, very, very fortunate experience. Like I remember we both went over to IAPA and that is something that I know I would have never <laughs> been able to go to if it wasn't for that. That's for awesome. the podcast and whatnot. Like I like what I said, greatly appreciative about it. And even uh writing Tron. I remember um, when we were um, hanging out um, after that REO Speedwagon concert on our way over to uh, Tampa <laughs> for that night. You were like, uh, go, go like reach out, go reach out. And I'm like, no, I'm scared. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I have like the biggest amount of fear to like reach out to other people. Cause I'm like, what if I'm being too pushy? Like, you know, like typical, like overthinking and whatnot. But, right, um, right. This podcast has definitely helped me out with that big aspect of like overthinking and whatnot. And let me tell you, it's like what I said, it's a life changer for all that stuff to happen, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, Bennett, I love helping people. I was some of that earlier. But what I really love doing kind of as an extension of that along with that is where I maybe I can't help someone directly. Like I don't have the ability to or the connections or the, you know, just I can't do it. But I know someone that can do that can do it. And that was what happened with Tron is I knew a friend, a mutual friend of both of ours, uh, our friend Zach works at Disney. Yeah, great Zach Berlow. He had, a, 
Yeah, yeah, Zach Berlau. In fact, I have to have him on the podcast. He's on my list. But uh, anyways, but yeah, I knew we had a spot left, and you know, you're an awesome guy. You guys are great friends. I'm like, we got to make this happen. And we did, but yeah, yeah it's all about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, yeah, definitely. But he's he's with this all about having a positive attitude, and we have positive attitude. You know, you just put that out to the world, and so many magical things can happen, and that's what this is all about. And and you're such a great example of that, and and it means so much to me as a friend, and as again as one of the the uh, producers of the show, that positive attitude that you exude was helped by this podcast. That's, that's incredible. That's amazing. Oh, it was it. very much so helped by this podcast. And I'll even say too, after that first episode that I was on, I've had a bunch of like really amazing people like reach out to me that I would have never thought I would have reached out to me in the first place. Because of the, because they heard you on the show. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. This is, this is great. You know, David, he, he hasn't said it much recently because he, you know, he sees it all the time for himself. But as the podcast was getting started, David would talk to me about it, like, you know, I really hope we can make a difference. And, you know, we got to get this done and we got to get more listeners. And and I told him, David, be patient. Podcasts take a while. We're talking about Coaster Radio being almost 20 years old now, getting finally where they're at now. It took 20 years. It takes a while. And I know he's not bringing it up as much anymore because he's seeing it happen. And mm-hmm. the growth has been tremendous. But it's great hearing things like that from you, Bennett. That's awesome. That's thank awesome. you. Thank you. Absolutely. And my biggest thing, too, is that if you ever want something to happen, I t- a coworker of mine told this to me, too, as well I was um, going from Bismarck over to Denver, is that if you want something to happen, put it into the air. Like, if you think negative, if you think anything like that, negative things are going to come your way. But if you think positive and if you think that instead of, oh, I wish I could do this, put in your head... I know I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this to make sure it happens nine times out of 10 it's going to happen. And yep. I love to yep. see, I love seeing the growth of this podcast too. Like when you said it, like over 80 countries and like over 500, like daily listeners, I'm like, this is the type of stuff I love to hear just growth and like this spread of this whole positivity and Absolutely. the spread of this movement, especially and having this dream come alive. Absolutely. And you know, there's, some of uh, our listeners, some of you guys that were talking here today, you might have heard of this before. It's called The Secret. It was a book, became a movie, and they made a sequel to it. People have different opinions about it. But The Secret is about something that you can do in your life to make your life so much better. And all this, and I, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm spoiling it, if you haven't read it, the book or seen the movie. All The Secret is, is about having a positive attitude. That's The Secret. But it's a secret because it's, it, it, in many ways, it can be hard to have a positive attitude in life. And narcissists, for example, they're perfect examples of people that are have it so such a difficult time having a positive attitude and in fact they are so dangerous that they cause others to have positive attitude people that are close to them in their sphere and i'm actually going to talk about that here in just a moment personally experience but there's a lot of negativity in life a lot of toxic negative people narcissists being a big example of that they're very common unfortunately and so we do have challenges being positive. So that's why the secret is the secret, because it's not so much a secret. It's it's not easy necessarily. But in my opinion, once you start having a positive attitude, if you get over that hump, you're in pretty good shape because it's pretty easily snowballs. Yes. It snowballs, you know, and as you get stronger and stronger with a positive attitude, you become more resilient to toxic people and to problematic people. You might have pitfalls and stumbles. I've had stumbles even recently. But again, we, we stand back up easily too when we have when we fall, when we have that positive attitude. So easily. Speak, yeah. So speaking of that, I know thank you everyone for sharing. And of course I want to like to share as well. 
I've got a couple of stories I'd like to talk about. This podcast, so David was talking about 2022 being a very tough year for him. 2022 was a great year for me. It was, you know, I had a lot of great things going on. But 2021, that was my year. That was my equivalent of David's 2022. Sometimes I'm a very strong believer that things happen for a reason. Uh, I had been at that point married for 17 years. I was in a very toxic marriage married to a narcissist and you know for listeners and you know those of you that follow me on social media you see me post periodically a lot about narcissists and there's a reason for it because i have had a lot of experience with narcissists and i am i don't want to be too dramatic but i'm kind of at war with narcissism because it's so damaging to the human species to the human experience you know not just you know one alone one narcissist alone can do damage but when you look at all of them together and they're all follow the same pattern it's a it's a psychological thing. It, it's it's so dangerous and so damaging. And and if you know David talked about if we can get everyone to get rid of their fear, how much better the world could be. Likewise, if we could cure narcissists, take these people and make them wonderful people again, like they perhaps used to be, how much better the world could be. And so I went through a very impactful 17 year marriage, and in late 2020 by early 2021 my marriage was falling apart it was very stressful and uh, emotional uh cha- very challenging much like the re- breakup that david went through but it was after 17 years and as my marriage was falling apart literally when the separation started that same period that same time was january of 2021 just two days before that i had a major stressor start in my life which was the job i had the company was having issues and a number of us had to take a major pay cut I took about a 50% pay cut uh, dealing with actually a, a couple of narcissist managers at my company that were uh, very problematic and not leading well and not making good decisions and impacting a lot of us. So I dealt with two major stressors in my life at the same time, either one of which could impact anyone, including myself, in a huge way to the point of leading to depression, suicide attempts, anxiety, all those negative things. And I was concerned because I've been through depression. I've, I'm bipolar. I've been through, like David, three depressions in my life. I've been, the last one I'd been through was about six years prior, 2015. And it was the really bad one. And I was literally thinking to myself, oh my God, my marriage is falling apart. My job is stressful. I, you know, I have money to pay my bills all at once. And I thought, oh God, I'm going to wake up depressed tomorrow morning. I'm going to wait. And that's the worst thing is waking up that first morning and like, oh, you're in, in very severely depressed. And yeah, I had my moments, but I remained so resilient and so strong in 2021. Yeah, I had my challenges going through my divorce that year, which was finalized that year. But an amazing thing happened. Actually, two amazing things happened. The first was David came to me about a month later. This is February of 2021, about a month after this job thing started, this stress started, and and a month after my separation started. He tells the story to all our guests. Tyler and Bennett have heard it about how, you know, I've been telling for years that to start a podcast. And in February of 2021, he came to me and the other person that was involved with the podcast at the time and said, yeah, yeah, we're going to do a podcast. And I had no idea where that was going to take us at the time, of course. What happened and how the podcast from the very beginning had such a huge impact on me is that podcast focusing on something so noble, a mission that's so noble, so meaningful, and getting our first guests going and getting these interviews figured out and, and honed in. And Bennett, you were the first, you were kind of an experiment because you were the first time we we did that interview format, which we've honed in oh, since then. Yeah. It's pretty much stayed pretty much the same since then, pretty close. Just doing all these interviews and meeting these amazing people, being inspired by these people. You know, Bennett, your story. And remember Chuck, Jeff Joyner, some of our very early interviews, the interviews that I did 
so impactful and it kept me going during the during this one of the darkest times of my life so again this podcast has been so meaningful but the other thing that happened to me was i was going through this this divorce and i loved my husband you know because i i, I was married to him i loved him that's why i stayed with him all this time despite how abusive he was psychologically abusive but what i realized as i separated from him and i started to live my my life the way i wanted to not being controlled by this narcissist anymore my my life just grew more and more positive by leaps and bounds in 2021 because finally i could live my life to its fullest in positivity not caught in the negative spiral of a narcissist and it was amazing what happened the experiences that i had going to hollywood nights for the very first time one of the best weekends of my life meeting you kim that weekend david you and i going to hollywood nights for the very first time or holiday world even for the very first time and all the friends we got to hang out with, the new friends we made, like Kim and so many others. Just what an amazing time. And this is more and more experiences. That was the year of Velocicoaster. And, you know, so many friends coming here to Orlando and, and joining them for their first rides in Velocicoaster and going to Universal for some of them for the first time. Like you, Kim, when we had our meetup that fall, coming to Universal for the first time. Just all that theme park therapy that I experienced, again, that kept me going. But it was, a lot of it was related to the podcast, like that meetup was for that podcast, for the podcast. So, so much positivity that I should have become gravely depressed that year, but I didn't. And part of it is my own resiliency because of what I've been through before, my own positive attitude. But again, this podcast helped me keep going. My friends kept, helped keep me going. I'm blessed with so many awesome friends. You guys are being some of them, of course. I just, I, I don't want to say it's luck. I just, I feel fortunate though, nonetheless, that I, I was able to, to survive all of that and make it through and have a much better better life at the end of it, starting in 2021 as my separation took took hold. And I got a better job and everything's been great since. So and again, I, I could go on a much longer story, but I'm not going to. But that's that's the real gist of it. Uh, the other the other thing I want to mention about this podcast has had a, an impact on me. And this is very recent, actually, in the past week, honestly, is in life, you know, let's say, you know, you're all of us have our own actions we can take. Let's say we're single, you know, like I am single right now. If I, may, if I decide to do things, it's just going to impact me because it's my life. But I realized this past week that while I am single in terms of relationship-wise, um, you know, I've got many friends. I, you know, it's not like I'm alone in the world. I've gotten blessed with friends and family and so much love and support. Again, I'm just a single person, and generally that just impacts me, the things that I do. What I realized in this past week is that I am part of something bigger that's not about friendship necessarily or you know family and whatnot but in a way it is is i'm part of this team and a part of this movement like you know like david jenna him you all of us we have an impact on this movement one way or another what i realized in this past week is that i'm not a single person and so the things that i do in my life they could impact this podcasting positively negatively and i realized that and i became i, I basically took the challenge upon myself a coaster challenge if you will to live a more noble life because i'm part of this podcast team part of this movement that has become so big and so important you know this has been going on like i said for about a week or so now i love it because it is bringing more positivity into my life. And so while this is sort of a very new impact of, of the podcast, it's only been in the past week, I'm just embracing it like nobody's business. And I've already seen huge differences in how I did make my decisions and, and, and how I choose my battles in life, which is such an important thing to do is, choo you know, choosing what battles to fight and what, what ones to let go. Can't wait to see how this continues to impact my life moving forward. Again, this podcast has been just so incredibly meaningful to me. Very well said, Andrew. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. You've been, you've been a real, you know, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, I know, you know, you've been amazing through this and this kind of latest uh, uh, mini crisis 
in my life and and turning it around. And boy, have I turned it around big time. And that you you've been a big help with that. So thank you. Well, like I said earlier, you guys have been the gifts that keep on giving. I am honored to be able to support you all too when needed. And thank you for allowing me to do that. Absolutely. And thank you. And same back to you. You know, again, we're 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 a family. We're here for each other. You know, I love helping I think, my uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, I think what um just hearing everybody tonight, we all have gone down pretty much the same path. Uh, may have different alleys, but uh, well, we all reunited on the same road when it comes to this mission. How much the mission that, that I started eight years ago is really affecting people's lives. It's really powerful, and we're not done yet. We still nope. got more to do. Oh, we're, That's we're why we that. need to continue to. Develop vote ourselves and to pledge ourselves to continue on with this battle and uh, until we have touched everyone's hearts and we will absolutely 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 well said david it's something that my mentor told me trust and allow trust in what is going on and allow it to happen good that's really good advice it's very poignant short but sweet but very poignant thank you jenna hey this is austin from amusement insider congratulations to coaster challenge on their 100th episode Hey, this is Ben Grant Music, and I just wanted to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. I really enjoyed being on your show. You guys were awesome, and I look forward to hearing the next 100. Congratulations, guys. What's up, Coaster Challenge Podcast? This is Doug Barnes of the Season Pass Podcast and also the Mice Chat Podcast. I want to say happy 100 episodes to you guys. You've been killing it, bringing something so special and different to this community. And thank you so much for all the hard work you've done. I also want to thank you for allowing me to be a guest on one of your episodes. It was a great uh, moment in my podcast career and very humbling. Thank you again so much, David, Andrew, keep doing what you're doing. Happy 100 guys. You rock. This is Evan Ponstingle, author of King's Island, A Ride Through Time. Congratulations to David and the Coaster Challenge podcast team on 100 episodes. What a landmark. Congratulations. Hey kids, this is Ian from Park Stop Podcast. I'm just stopping by to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Great work. Keep it up, Coaster Challenge. Coaster Challenge. Coaster Challenge. Coaster Challenge. So we've had some kind of heavy topics here tonight. We're talking about depression, suicide, anxiety, narcissism, uh, miscarriages, you know, some really poignant stories, and a lot of a lot of good lessons learned. You know that we've been through that we're sharing with our listeners, and a lot, some positivity, of course. Here, a lot of positivity. So what I think I'd like to do now is kind of get into another topic and kind of get into something I think a lot more just really focused on positivity, you know, because we, we like to kind of a balance here and not, not get caught too much in the heavy stuff. So I like to kind of do a lightning round here, so to speak, and just kind of go around the table and have each of us share just, you know, maybe one or two of your favorite moments, just kind of poignant or favorite moments from the podcast uh, from the past two seasons from the, since the beginning in 2021. So David, how about you start? Well, we've had a lot of great episodes, but I think our greatest moment wasn't necessarily on the air, but it was live at a theme park. I would say our Velocicoaster takeover event, we had so many people that the fact that we dominated and occupied an entire Velocicoaster train, everyone wearing the same t-shirts and everyone just having a good time. We really brought some attention to the public at Universal that day. There were so many people looking at our big group in line, occupying up that whole <laughs> that whole coaster. Yeah. That was one of the greatest moments. And then some of the video shots that people outside 
took of us all going down the top hat and we still have those videos on instagram and facebook yeah. I, I i mean i look back at that and it's like that's everybody who love and that was when kim kim and her family came out for the first time to florida to yeah. be part of that event and oh, yeah. um we also had a monumental moment jay and i my son and i we got our 200th credit together on yep. velocicoaster at that coaster challenge meet up and that is a moment in time that will stick with me in the best of ways for the rest of my life oh, absolutely absolutely that was a great what a great day and yeah you guys had that milestone and both you and david you know i remember being there of course we were all on the train together that one train and you know scream people screaming out you know it wasn't wasn't all together it was one person then the next i forget who was first but both of you guys screaming out that it was your new number one. And David, I know it still is your number one. Kim, it's it's one of your top goats. Uh, I know Iron Gwazi is now above it, but uh, I know it's still near and dear to your heart. I know you're excited to get on it here very soon here for spring break. Looking forward to doing that with you guys, with you and the kids. But yeah, that was an amazing day. Amazing I day. will tell so, yeah. you though, yeah. Velocicoaster was the first coaster that made me laugh so hard I was crying. Yep. On my first ride. Yeah. That yeah. ride was just blown away. And yes, it was me that shouted out new favorite ride, new number one. Yeah. That that coaster, I swear to God, if uh if if Cedar Fair and Six Flags don't wake up to see what Intamin has done with Velocicoaster, they're missing out big time for their parks because Universal hit the nail on the door with that coaster. Everything on that ride was perfect. That that Mosasaurus roll. It's probably one of the most famous inversions <laughs> yeah, ever in the, park, in, in the United States, at least. I know there's got to be, I know, Andrew, you said Taryn is, you, you love Taryn oh. a little more. Oh. Probably because of, I'm assuming yeah. you say it was for the Night Ride version, but well, both. I, I, yeah. I, I will yeah. tell you that they say that they're going to see more replica of Lhasa coasters possibly one coming to universal hollywood and yes. i told him i said if they bring a velocicoaster style it may not be velocicoaster like raptor theme but let's say it's fast and furious or maybe yeah, yep. jurassic world theme if they bring that ride to universal hollywood i will be there every weekend <laughs> i will literally yeah. every weekend for that ride <laughs> well so. i i uh we try to be careful about rumors as far as you know divulging sources but this is something that's been spoken about publicly. One of the top authorities on rumors when it comes to Universal Parks in the U.S. is the incredible and awesome Alicia Stella Mercer and a friend of mine. And, and you know, you David, you've met her as well. And I'm good friends with her good her co-host, Ian, who you've met as well, of course, David. And we've had him here on the podcast, Ian Kaufman, uh, who's the co-host for uh, the Park Stop podcast with Alicia. And uh, I was just listening to some of their episodes recently. And yeah, she's been talking openly about uh, the rumors. And I and when she talks about it, it 95% of the time it happens. And so, yeah, a Intamin Blitz-style multi-launch coaster is coming to Universal Hollywood prob possibly as soon as next year, if not 2025. It's uh, I would give it a very high likelihood. I won't get into specifics because of sources and whatnot. But David, what you said about Six Flags and Cedar Fair, just keep your eyes open. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, things things may be happening. So, But yeah, Velocicoaster is an incredible coaster. And Taryn, yeah, that became my new number one with Velocicoaster very closely behind it. But again, it's intimate, multi-launch, Blitz Coaster. They just make some of the best coasters in the world. Absolutely. So yeah, that was a great poignant moment, David. That, that was a, an amazing, amazing day. Kim, 
what would you say is, you know, maybe your one or two, you know, favorite moments in the past couple of seasons? Well, I'll tell you one of the things I really sat down and reflected on, you know, and thought about was what got me hooked on this podcast? What did I hear? What really got my attention? What stuck with me? Because, you know, both listening, especially through editing, I've heard a lot of interviews. The one thing that stuck out to me first was John and Tyler Winnick's interview. Now, I do know them personally, but there was one line that's never left my mind. When you all were interviewing Tyler, this is before I joined the podcast. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Something he said in that interview that I never forgot was, mm-hmm. I help people, that's what I do. <laughs> The impact that had on me hearing that made me at the point I was at in my life want to be a better person, period. Be a better person for me, be a better person for others. And like I shared earlier, the opportunities that have to do that have just kind of unfolded before me through this podcast step by step by step. And I feel like now that's more and more what I've been coming and the negative parts of my personality that I didn't really see at that point in time are becoming more and more a thing of the past. So that's something I'm very proud of as my, in my personal growth as well. And as I see that I'm becoming more of what I wanted to be through inspiration from people like that. Another thing I was going to talk about, and David really hit the nail on the head, was that meetup we had in Orlando. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it because we really discussed it at length, but that was just a life-changing day. I mean, a moment that just stands still in time for me that I will have the best of memories of. I mean, the the energy, the excitement, the fact that a lot of us didn't even really know each other at all. But yet in that moment, we were all connected. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Um, I don't know that I've experienced, I mean, and even in Hollywood nights, you know, that can get really hyped, but there's just not a level of energy, excitement and positivity that I've experienced anywhere that could match what we experienced on that day. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's just a special day to me that will last with me forever. Lastly, you know, the other thing I've really gotten from the podcast, I used to be, I always thought I was pretty open-minded, but through talking with people, I realized how much more work I had to do in opening my mind to the opinions and views of others. You know, I used to be one of these people that would sit back and I'm like, why would somebody want to go to the same amusement park every single day? You know, (laughs) don't they get bored? Why don't they get tired of that? You know, the same coaster almost what 10,000 times now. It's just silly. (laughs) When I sit back, one, I have my own experience and I, I, I am now that person that will show up at a park that I've been to before just to ride one coaster all day. I mean, that's I'll I'll do that. 
that's my son and I, you know, our, one of our favorite things is to show up at some of our parks with our favorite coasters and, and just marathon for hours at a time. But when I sit back and listen to the stories of people like Nick Gaskins, Vince Overfield, and McLean, who I'll talk more about here in a minute and the story, the impact his stories had on me, the more I realize don't sit back and judge what somebody else does when you don't understand it. Amen. Because that for them, that's their happy place. That's what that's what keeps them motivated. That's what keeps, you know, them doing well and be successful in, in you know, in all areas of life. And more power to you. If it's not what you want to do, if it's not your preference, that's fine. But be happy for other people when they're happy. Period. Amen. Amen. End of story. So, you know, listening to their stories really helped change my on that. Lastly, McLean, hearing his story, McLean Waddell, having the wonderful privilege of being able to meet him in person and all that he has overcome in life to become who he is and realizing, you know, that fury for him, how, you know, how in the world can you ride the same coaster almost 10,000 times? The uh, part of his uh, ongoing healing and therapy, that accident that he was in, it would have ended quality of life for probably 99% of people had that occurred with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His level of resiliency is nothing short of incredible. And being able to meet with him and talk with him has just shown me if this guy can do this, the things you're trying to do, that's the small stuff. That's easy. You can do whatever you set your head to doing. If you decide you want to do it, and it's like Bennett said earlier, you decide I'm going to do this. Failure is not an option. And that's helped me so much, McLean, with my latest journey with physical fitness. So I'm like, if McLean could go from the state that he was in after his accident to the incredible, successful, resilient man that he is today. You got this. You can do it. So thank you, McLean, for that. Yeah, that's very poignant. Thank you, Kim, for sharing. It's very, very, very impactful. Jenna, again, you've been here since the beginning pretty much. So what would you say has uh, been your maybe a couple favorite moments in the podcast? I think from season two, from season one, the rubber duck ride that we found on the the clip of the week. Oh, oh yeah, the YouTube highlight clip of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, rubber, yeah. Where we talked about how the rubber duck they had that thing spinning so fast that it broke off the the ride. <laughs> I love that that little clip. I was like the best clip ever. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that was the best YouTube highlight clip of the week moment because. When we were, when Jenna and I were recording our intros, our hosted, our, you know, the clips for our hosts as hosts, we had to do so many retakes because we just couldn't stop laughing because we're watching the video in our studio as we're talking about this in the recording. We just, it was just so hilarious. I mean, that video's got over 10 million views on YouTube and 
it just doesn't get old. So I tell people, if you need a good laugh, go on the rubber duck ride falls off. You know, <laughs> it was just hilarious. I think that was the out of season one. I think that was the, the best YouTube clip we had outside of the guy that kept passing out on the ride from what was it? Uh, Diamondback from Kings Island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. It uh, was hilarious. My other favorite one is actually our 9-11 episode. Nice. I think just because of how it kind of remind it reminds us to come together and be united versus the whole being divided and what the country is doing is trying to divide us again. And it's like we unfortunately something that tragic has to come about to get us to be united is ridiculous. We need to be united regardless. Yeah, there's uh, something interesting, Jenna, uh, about things like this is, and you see this in movies and like uh, disaster movies and like the Dean Devlin, Roland Emmerich, like Day After Tomorrow and 2012 and, you know, those kind of movies. And, and this happens in real life, too. It's, it, they, those movies mirror real life in, in terms of how people respond. When times are at their worst, not always, i.e. the pandemic, but usually, 9-11 being an example, disasters, you know, earthquakes, people are often at their best where they, they stop being selfish, that bad selfish I talked about earlier, and they come together to help people. And people live thousands of miles away. They fly there to volunteer and, and send money. And it's it's interesting. It's a human psychology thing, I guess, that you know sometimes really bad things have to happen to get us to be our best. But imagine if we could be our best when things are good, when things aren't, when tragedies aren't happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Now, thank you, Jenna, for sharing. Thank you very much. Oh, the doorbell again? David, we've got more people coming. Wow. Let's see who's at the door. Oh, wow. One of the newest people to the podcast, Michael Muldoon. Hi, guys. Welcome. How are you? You know, I'm doing awesome. I just want to say congratulations on 100 episodes. I've listened to most of them. Andrew and I have been friends for a while, and I've listened to a lot of the ones um, where, um, like, my friends, like, Brandon Stoff's episode, one of my favorites. Um, we'll go into my favorite episodes later. But I want to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you. Thank you. And, Michael, uh, we have to congratulate you, too as well i know i just understand that you just got a new job uh new role but same place new role new role well congratulations and along the same lines michael maybe not a job but a new uh new position if you will or a new um uh, a new responsibility in life a, a very important one that i know you're very excited about as i talked about earlier kim mentioned earlier we're gonna have some announcements here on this very special episode of coaster challenge Tyler, so I know you've been listening for a while, of course. So would you like to share one or two favorite moments from these first few seasons? Uh, sure. Actually, um, I have two uh, very specific ones that stick out of my mind. As you know, us hanging out, that I am an avid fan of the uh, haunt scene, especially Halloween Horror Nights. I absolutely loved the episode about uh, Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. Had no clue what that was or where it oh, was. Really? Yeah, I I think maybe we mentioned or briefly talked about it when we were in person, but I yeah. didn't really know anything about it. And to hear something that was outside of the scope of what I'm used to and just hearing that someone just made all this in the woods and just all that was just fantastic. I, I love listening to all that stuff. And as you know from talking to me also, I really like the behind the scenes stuff of how things are made and especially when it comes to set design or or the way everything's laid out. So uh, hearing hearing that interview was really cool. And another one, kind of just going off of how diverse of a uh, interviewees we uh, you guys get on the show here. The episode about um, Sea World San Antonio. Oh yeah, Kim. Just yeah, yeah, a Ray, I believe his name is. Just 
hearing the personal stories about, you know, he said that Mako was his favorite coaster. I can speak that at one point that was my favorite coaster as well. And riding Texas Stingray in the blistering cold when they were prepping for that ride to open and just hearing like kind of like that side of things. An enthusiast, but someone that works in the industry was something that was really interesting to me. But those were two that definitely spoke to me and were some of my favorites. I wanted to share with you too, since you said that, Ray was somebody that really impacted me. Being on a podcast, reaching out to theme park executives can be challenging Mm -hmm. to try to make contact sometimes seemingly impossible. One of the things that really struck me individually about Ray, because I didn't know Ray, I didn't know who Ray was or anything. I was taking a uh, Texas Coaster tour last July. He reached out to me. This was a first. He contacted me and asked me, he'd seen you know, around social media, how much I travel during the summer, because I'm a school teacher, I'm literally hardly ever home during the summer, because that's when I get my opportunity to go ride coasters. He reached out to me through social media. I mean, the most cordial person I've ever come into contact with, he wanted to know when I was coming to see, um, coming to see World San Antonio, gave me his phone number, Send me a text when you get in the park. He came straight to me, took me around the park. I mean, made me feel more welcome, really, than in any park I've been at, period, anywhere. There's just not a lot of theme park executives that will take the time and effort to do that. And wow, that was how that whole interview came to be. You know, I talked to him. I told him I was part of the podcast. He is definitely a needle in a haystack. He had just a a very big impact on me, you know, just taking the time to meet with me and that that sort of thing. It's not something you see every day. That's very true, Kim. Absolutely. I mean, there is one other person I can think of. It's only be this is actually representative. I agree. It's so rare that you have an executive, someone in management at a park that will go to that those lengths. But I think it's just it's it shows how how broad our outreach has been and how broad our reach has been, I should say. That there, I can think of one other theme park executive actually that that's been like that, and that's Jeff Tucker, where uh, David and I we you know been the not several times since meeting Jeff, and he's taken us backstage before uh, during a not scary firm, and it was amazing seeing one of the shows he created and seeing meeting the actors in the in the green room and and saying hi to them and and seeing kind of the behind the scenes stuff. That was that was that was awesome, and and yeah, so there's been a couple examples of that. But it is so rare, Kim. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Tyler. So Bennett, again, you've been around with the involved with the podcast and very early on, basically the beginning. What have been your uh, couple favorite moments? Honestly, I'm gonna have to piggyback on David when he said the whole Velocicoaster train takeover. Me personally, I think that that's my personal favorite moment of the podcast, just because you know everyone kind of came into unity, all bound together, challenged Velocicoaster. And most importantly, I really feel like that really jump-started the podcast into like just the mainstream public eye. Interesting thing, because I says so because Bennett, because I remember you you couldn't make it, but I mean, this kind of we talked about in the podcast. You think that sort of the impact we made with the, that statement, so to speak, of being on all together on the train. You think that was very poignant? Oh, it was very reaching out to me because not only is this this, uh, reaching out to just enthusiasts, but, you know, the general eye finally gets to know about your mission and they start seeing about like what y'all are all about, you know, like challenging things and whatnot. And that little bit 
of a growth that I've seen and that little bit of a public appearance really can make or break events and whatnot. And I really hope in the future that I do see more of those as well, because, you know, it's a perfect way, just like, you know, how Ace is like worldwide known yeah. and it's like, it's pretty yeah. much known by almost everyone. I feel like little things like that, like takeovers will bring a lot of publicity over to the podcast. And I think that just moments like that also brings everyone together. You know, people from all over the country, in some cases, even all over the world would get together for one specific mission for one specific reason and just find for the day and the impact that it has on everyone just kind of makes it last a lifetime. Absolutely. No, thank you, Bennett. And I appreciate that from you kind of a little bit looking from the outside since unfortunately you couldn't make it. I wish you could have been there, but I really again, wish I could have made it, but unfortunately yeah. I had work that day and I'm well, so mad. Well, well, no, I mean, yeah, no, absolutely Ben. It's understandable. I mean, cause you, you yourself have gone through an amazing speaking of positivity, which is what you're all about transition in your life and your career. And you started a new career a month before, you know, back then, remember that was 2021. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was your early, early start as a flight attendant. And so, yeah, I totally understand why you couldn't make it, but I appreciate that it had an impact on you. That's awesome. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. Ben, yeah. So Ben and I, speaking of you being a flight attendant and flying all the world, I know you got to get going here, um, get back to Australia. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Um, you, you know the deal. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you for taking the time to join us. Really appreciate what you had to share. Very, very poignant. And uh, we're glad to have you a part of, Glad to have glad to have you as a friend and, and glad to have you as a part of our hey, family. Glad to have you in my life, buddy. That's all I can say. And I'm really honored to be part of this hundredth episode. Thank you, Bennett. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. So, Michael, so we're gonna do a little catch up here. So, because I know you uh, you uh, had some things to take care of, you couldn't join us right away. Let's go ahead and since we've been talking about it, why don't you talk about your favorite moments first of all from the past two seasons? Any have any? Uh, ones that stick out yeah um i think my favorite would have been the velocicoaster takeover i was working that day so couldn't go um i really enjoyed our serengeti flyer media day as well when i was trying okay so i was trying <laughs> to make it look like i was enjoying myself and i was with you and joe but it was my third ride in a row and i needed a break <laughs> and so no one knows behind that. the scenes so quick behind yes. the scenes on this for our listeners, actually for even the, the, the people at the table here today. So Serengeti Flyer just recently opened at Bush Gardens, the, the largest uh, SNS Scream and Swing. It's a very intense ride. And yes. I got to ride it for the first time at Media Day. Thank you, uh, one of our many park friends of the podcast. Uh, we're in very good terms with the entire Seas chain, uh, especially here in Florida with Bush Gardens Tampa and SeaWorld Orlando. Uh, great PR teams. We uh, They are very kind to invite us to their media events, many, many media events that we go to. And that was one of the more recent ones I went to. Not the last one I went to Bush Gardens, but the second to last one uh, was the Serengeti Flyer media event. I remember asking you and Joe to, and uh, Joe was actually at our Velocicoaster meetup. Uh, one of the, oh, right. She was one of our friends there today, but uh, that day. But anyway, so yeah, I remember having you guys join me in, on my for the filming and you guys are you know part of the Coaster Challenge that day. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for joining. And again, Michael, I know that ride's too intense for you. It's a very, yeah. for, the, for those of you, David, Tyler, Jenna, Kim, Kim's going to experience it next week. 10 days, I'll see you guys. It, yeah, and I'm riding that little... thing in wild mode. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> After 1.30 yeah, p.m. so intense. The airtime is incredible. And I know, Michael, it can be a little too much for you, especially after multiple rides. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for joining me on that. Yeah, that's a good I'm... one. Yeah. But you have a, yeah. <laughs> I have a question about this Velocicoaster takeover. How did it work? Yeah. If, if if like the front row is more popular than the other rows, how did you get 24 riders like in the same car well, with the front row? Was, like, how did that all work? 
It was fortuitous. One of the uh, one of our friends that joined us that day, that supported us that day, uh, he has a is, he has an ADA pass. I'm not going to go into his disability, of course. Basically, with the ADA, he his his disability is physical. I'll say that. That's all I'll say. And so he had to take the elevator and to go on the exit side. And he basically um, had the team member coordinate, put him on the front row because you can choose the front row, any row when you're on ADA on that side and made it, you know, basically chose the row where we were all together. And it it, it was very fortunate in that way that that worked out. So, so it was a lot of like coordinating. Yeah. And honestly, and I, I openly admit when I make mistakes and and embarrass myself, um, I I was kind of coordinating things that day. That was my home park, you know, David. And, and uh, you know, the rest of the team and so forth and all, all of our guests and like Kim and kids, you know, some of them have never been to the park before were visiting. And, you know, I was kind of coordinating as being the local coaster challenge rep. I thought of a lot of things and and, and we, 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 I, we coordinated a lot of things for that day, the T-shirts and everything and when to meet up and where to go to lunch afterwards and everything. But I didn't think of that. And luckily, a very close friend. And definitely a member of the Coaster Challenge family, Gene Lines, is one of the most wise people I've ever met in my life. And I, I'm so blessed to have her as a dear friend. And she was the one that thought of that. So she thought, well, we have our our, our ADA person and we can make it work that way. So we were, yeah. So anyway, that's how that worked. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even know the Lines were there that day. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Larry and Gene were there with us. They were, they've been very strong supporters of Coaster Challenge all the way through. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. I also affectionately refer to Jean as the credit queen because yeah. <laughs> as soon as there's a credit out there, she's going to help me find it. And a little, a little backstory behind that meetup. My son and I got to our 200th credit together on Velocicoaster, but previous to that trip, we were three credits apart. He was three credits behind me. So she helped me logistically arrange things. So that I was still able to get all the credits on that trip. He was, but we were able to do it in a way that Velocicoaster was actually 200 at the same time for both of us. Cool. And that was not an easy thing to pull off. Yeah, she is very good with logistics. She, I, and I, I pride myself on my organization and, and everything. And I have, my, I, I have some good moments planning epic road trips and stuff. I'm working on right, one right now. I'm sure I'm going to see you, Kim. I know I'm going to see you, Kim, actually. But Jean is, she's at a whole other level. Yeah. So I agree. I refer to her as the Oracle. Yes. Because um, (laughs) she has been there spiritually. She's like my spirit advisor, especially when I went through all last year. She was a very advocate person by my side. And Jean, if you're listening, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I love you guys. Love you and Larry very much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're some amazing people and two of my closest friends. I love you guys so much. They are amazing. And I'm sure they're listening. I know they're listening. <laughs> so, Michael, did, uh, did you have any others to share? Yeah. Um, so my favorite episode was with Brandon Stoff. Um, so even before um, his episode, he and I, te- we text almost every day after I listened to his episode. I was like, oh, my gosh, we have so much even more in common. Like, I don't know. You went through the same stuff that I did in elementary school. And it was great. It, um well, like we're even we're even closer now um because of that episode another favorite episode of mine was austin um i don't know how to say his last name the Vol- amusement insider one um oh Rizanic, Rizanic, <laughs> yes. Your friend. yes yes yeah 
his was another um, favorite episode of mine. And I have not listened to the Dr. Coaster episode um, because he's a good friend of mine too. I'm probably doing that tomorrow. Yeah, Austin's episode, Austin Rosanic, was one of our earliest first season episodes. And again, good friend of yours and mine. I've known Austin, gosh, even before he moved to Florida. Great guy. Um, he's been an insider and very talented with his videos, especially his, his, his concept POVs, which is why I thought to have him on because we were we were we were having Velocity Fever in the spring of 2021, and okay. I wanted to have someone on the podcast that was knowledgeable about Velocicoaster, and also he had the unique, basically, iniquity to him, I should say, that he, along with me, had had already ridden Velocicoaster many times because we were part of a filming that we couldn't talk about when we recorded that episode because of an NDA that since it's right. since expired with the Universal, we yeah. were part of a commercial filming. We were blessed to be part of that. Thank you, Universal and Ace for all that you guys do. Um, Michael Christopher, who is another person that's on my shortlist for this podcast, the Florida Ace Rep is amazing. Shout out to Michael and all the things, the amazing events he puts on and his great relationship he's built with Universal Orlando to make these commercial shoots happen. You know, I've done so many of them. I'm so fortunate and I love love supporting my second favorite park resort in the world. <laughs> Again, my favorite in the US. But um, yeah, so yeah, so Austin we had on because he he like me had ridden it, you know, several dozen times and we could right. we could talk about it when no one else had even ridden it yet, pretty much. Right. Yeah. And he's and he's so passionate about Universal like me. And yeah, it was a great interview. Yeah. A little bit unconventional, but yeah, it was great. So thank did, you, Michael, did, for sharing. Yeah. Did you have yeah. to be there like four in the morning that day? Like that. It was like four or three in the morning. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Four in the morning. It was about four in the morning. But yeah, Michael, you know, when you're so excited, like for like a big trip, you go, you love traveling, you go on a lot of coaster trips, right. park trips where you can't sleep the night before, not, you know, and you're, you're, you're bright eyed and bushy tailed because you're so excited for what's about to happen. That's how I was. Okay. And I don't think I slept the night before because I was, I didn't know it, but I was about to ride my new number one that became my number one right. was my number one for a couple of years. And, but I was, I was about to ride a brand new, much anticipated coaster for my favorite manufacturer. That's what I okay. knew the night yeah. before. And I okay. was you know, so excited to that help, but I, I agree. It was very oh. early, <laughs> very early. Anyway, th- thank you, Michael, for sharing. Appreciate that. So Michael, we're just going to catch up with you. Our, the team has already gone through this, but if you could share what, what kind of impact has the podcast had on you these past couple of seasons? Um, the podcast has just made me learn that there are more people like me that like grew up on parks and that it's okay to love the parks as much as I do. Um, like Brandon's episode, um, that that was a really good one. Um, it's, and Scott's episode as well. Like there are just uh, so many other people that grew up just like I did, like loving the parks and loving coasters. And I just didn't know that other people were like that. So, and then it, I learned like it, it, it's okay to be scared. Like I, I was pretty much scared of any coast that went upside down until the, like the beginning of the two thousands. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. I, and I know, yeah, I, I totally get it. There's actually something that's never really come up before, but you know, us as theme park enthusiasts, some of us are on the extreme side. Kim talked about this earlier riding, you know, going to the same park every day, like one of our former guests, Nick Gaskins, perfect attendance at Kings Island, uh, or, you know, McLean, who, albeit for therapeutic reasons, has ridden Fury, and he's getting close to, very close to 10,000 rides now. We go to the parks, a lot of us, a, a lot, and some of us, we own, that's our only hobby, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. This podcast has kind of shown that it, it's okay. That's okay. Like Kim talked about earlier, if it makes you happy, it makes someone happy, happy and it's not what you do, who cares? It, yeah. it makes that person happy. Let them live their life, live their best life, and be happy. 
So I, yeah, that's a good point that this sort of normalizes being a, an, a theme park coaster thuzi. Yeah, good point. Thank you. Mine have mainly been already been mentioned, so I'll just touch upon them briefly in terms of my favorite moments. But the meetup, certainly, the whole team, myself included, put a lot of effort into it. It was great seeing it work out so well and how, how people embraced it. And, you know, Bennett's response and, you know, seeing from the outside, even that's really, really uplifting and very meaningful. But what what a wonderful day. Besides the the takeover itself, a little behind the scenes, while the takeover, you know, we, we did that and we all, we all pretty much had lunch. Some people left before lunch. And then quite a few of us, 15, 18 of us or so, rode Hagrid's together. So the meetup kind of continued. And then a few people, a few more people left. But then there were a solid 12 of us, a dozen of us that just took over islands for the rest of the day. And we were all wearing our shirts and, and for our many people, Kim and her family, Mark and Natalie were there that day. I've never been to Universal before. And oh, so that yeah. continued the rest of the day. And then Mark and Natalie, I took them over to, to Horror Nights. And there was the three of us over there and they had never been to Horror Nights. They love horror. And they had a wild time, you know, going to Horror Nights for the first time. They'd never been to anything, uh, uh, any kind of high quality you know, IP based um, haunt before. And that was, uh, that was, an, uh, that was a very long day. What a wonderful day for, for the three of us. <laughs> but yeah, that, that meetup went well past Velocicoaster for, for many of us. And that was a, one of my favorite moments. Jenna very pointedly mentioned another one of my favorite moments, which is 9-11. I would just like to mention the backstory on that because I don't think we've talked about it here on the podcast. I talked earlier about the amazing weekend that Hollywood Nights of 2021 was. One of the things that was great about that weekend is, is David and I being able to spend time with a good friend of ours that we don't see very much because he's so busy. Uh, two friends of ours, actually. Uh, that is Chuck and Chase Cole, the father and southern son team of Chuck and Chase. I had not seen Chuck at that point for over two years. Last time I saw him was in China at Shanghai. Disney. The first time I'd seen him, I'd only met him once. Fortuitously, not only was he at Hollywood Nights, the two of them were at Hollywood Nights with us that year, but they were staying in our same hotel. That happened by chance. We did not plan it. So we got to spend extra time with Chuck and Chase, which was awesome and because they're great people. And I remember Chase had gone to sleep, but David and I, uh, after I think it was the the second night of Hollywood Nights, Saturday night, we were on a huge high because that was our first time riding Voyage, including Voyage at Night, of course. And Chuck was all excited. Chuck's a very passionate person. I love that about him. I remember the three of us were hanging out outside the, the entrance to our hotel. I love listening to people because you never know what you're going to learn. You never know what how your life can be enriched and how you can enrich their lives with what you can talk talk to talk to back to them you know, with what they're relating to and Chuck happened to mention something in passing that he was in New York City on 9/11 and that just that lit up a light bulb above my head I said to David and Chuck I said we got to do an episode about this we got to do an episode about 9/11 about surviving 9/11 about facing fear when that fear is real not 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 simulated fear on a roller coaster where it's a, one of the safest things you can do but real fear when you've got some of the most disgusting human beings that exist attacking innocent people by the thousands, attacking one of the world's greatest cities in a, such a horrible way, multiple cities that day. That story that Chuck told, and I purposely did not have him tell his story until the interview. I want to hear it fresh that in that interview. And with between that interview and then everything that David did and some of our listeners and our friends, the lines, for example, Ian Kaufman, I mentioned earlier, others uh, contributing to the episode. Wow, that was an amazing episode. I, I, I'm so proud 
of the work we did on that episode. The other uh, other thing I'll mention, again, it was already mentioned, uh, but it's very near and dear in my heart, is McLean. McLean's story touches me so dearly because I, like him, have bipolar disorder. And to hear that he was in this horrible car accident and that basically the impact of that accident, the long-standing impact, was that no medication would no, would work for him anymore to maintain his bipolar. That is a nightmare. I thought about what that, how that would impact me nightmare scenario because bipolar disorder unmedicated can be so life debilitating. And I'm so, so glad that science exists and that medications exist because it makes my quality of life so much better by keeping bipolar at bay. But McLean doesn't have that option. And for him to discover that a roller coaster cures or basically treats, I should say, his bipolar disorder, absolutely incredible. And when I reached out to interview him, I thought I was just talking to a guy that was passionate about fury and would have a good stories about heroines and fury. I had, and again, I I purposely, I usually do not get people's stories in advance. I like hearing their stories for the first time when I interview them. And wow, was I blown away that day. And that was, that is one of my most favorite episodes. Like, like, like Michael, like you mentioned, and uh, I'm sorry, what, like Kim, you mentioned. Yeah, so poignant. And I can't wait to see what we have in store coming, moving forward with other people we interview. So, and I encourage any listeners, if you have powerful stories, reach out to David, Kim, or myself, and let's get you on the air. Let's, let's tell your story. Let's help you tell your story so this is gene lines and i want to congratulate the coaster challenge podcast for reaching the milestone of a 100th episode it's been so inspiring to listen to the stories of those who've overcome fear by riding roller coasters looking forward to season three hi this is jeff joiner i'm on the board of directors for the coaster kids charity and have the youtube channel an epic life just wanted to congratulate all the people from the coaster challenge podcast on hitting their 100th episode love what you guys do i feel like we're kindred spirits using roller coasters as a safe way to help people overcome fears and be all they can be hope you keep doing what you're doing encouraging people uh being a uh, light of kindness and good in a world that uh, needs more of that so keep up the great work you guys love what you're doing you're awesome great lines and i'd like to say congratulations to the coaster challenge podcast team for reaching the milestone of their 100th episode we enjoy listening to their guest speakers each week and hearing their stories of how they overcame their fear of coasters. I wish Coaster Challenge continued success and look forward to future episodes. Coaster Challenge has meant a lot to me, and I love hearing other people's stories, and I'm so glad I was able to share my own. So congrats, Coaster Challenge podcast and 100 episodes. I can't wait to hear slash see what's next. Hey there, Coaster Challenge. This is Nick Guerrero. Wanted to say thanks again for having me. It's been a pleasure being able to not only be a guest on the podcast, but for a short time be a producer on the podcast and get some guests and help with some marketing and things. It was a blast. But um, the podcast has really meant a lot to me, both in terms of I've made a lot of friends. Um, I've been able to kind of stretch my wings and learn a new craft uh, as far as, you know, stretching my marketing ability on social media, but also, you know, going back to the friends in the community, that's the big thing, you know, being able to not only make uh, stronger bonds with people that are part of this podcast, but make new friends and fans when I go to the park wearing my Coaster Challenge shirt or um, just being out and about and somebody recognizing podcast and saying how much they appreciate it and how it's made an impact on their life are really the big things that have made uh, a substantial impact on me 
as part of this Coaster Challenge family. So, David, you know, we've been talking a lot about family tonight and how, you know, we here on the podcast team, our family and all of our friends and guests we've had on the show, the, the growing list of them, and they're really part of our extended family. And, you know, given that kind of framing things that way, we can't have this discussion and, and this 100th podcast recording without saying something about the family that we lost this year, very tragically. And of course, I'm referring to Dusty. And I know, I mean, I never met Dusty. I know his mom, who's an amazing woman and, and the work she does to help dogs that have been abused and, and abandoned. It's just, you know, what Tracy does is absolutely amazing. And I met Dusty briefly during that interview. He was in the background there and he said hi, but I don't know him beyond that. I've never met him. But of course, he's a lot, he was a lot closer to you. So I'm sure you'd, you'd like to share some words. Well, this will be a this will be a podcast first for our organization to have a guest that was one of our first guests in our first season pass away at a very young age. He would have been 16 years old. He was special. Dusty Dustin Lacero was special. That kid had talent. That kid could sing. That kid could act. His heart, his passion, the smile. Everybody loves his smile. If you see his photos, and even if you see him in person, this kid smiles and dances all the time. He was just a very, very happy kid. Yeah. I don't know what happened. He died unexpectedly right before New Year's Eve last year. And the family is not really saying anything about it because from what we heard, they they were still doing a toxicology uh, yeah. on him. They said it would take like 12 weeks. But they did do a celebration of his life on his birthday on February 2nd this year. I had the honor of doing a eulogy for Dusty. And I'll mm-hmm. admit, and if, if Tracy or Shane or anybody from the family is listening to this or friends are listening to the episode, I spoke a little long, you know, than I should have. But the thing was, this was my first time doing a eulogy for, for a child. Yeah. And how do you sum up a, a, a person who had so much so much energy, so much passion. So this kid had so much to talk about. How do you sum that up in a matter of minutes? You can't. You can't sum it up in a matter of minutes. Yeah. This, this kid needed to be, his story needed to be told. His coaster passion needed to be shared. And believe me, I wasn't the only one. There were a lot of people in his family that kept talking about his coaster passion. The world lost a really good young man in a time when we really need more positivity and we need more people like him. And it was really hard because I got to spend some quality time with him over the years. He was our very first Coaster Challenge fan, especially in a time when in this world today, we really need more people like him with his passion, his positivity and his love. We need we need that right now to lose him and going to his celebration of life. He was an actor at the Temecula Community Theater. And he played some key roles, like he played Snoopy in a Peanuts act. He played uh, in Grease Lightning. He played the John Travolta character. Oh, nice. On Grease. Yeah. He was a lead actor on Grease. This kid would go on Facebook and would sing live songs just to make people happy. He filled that theater. There were over yeah. 500 plus people in that room. And I got to sit down with Tracy and, and I, I can feel for her. 
just like earlier in this episode, earlier when we when I talked, I am part of the club of 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 some of a parent or an expecting parent that has lost a child. True, true. I, sure. I I I you know the only difference is she got sixteen years with him. I got zero. Yeah. I I can feel her pain, and her pain is even more greater because those 16 years were probably the best 16 years of her life. Yeah. You know, he was also a coaster kids uh, fan too. And uh, the coaster kids family was very devastated by the loss because dusty was part of when Logan kicked off coaster kids at not. Right. Oh, right. And, right. And he right. took, he did a be brave challenge, which is still available on YouTube on be brave challenge. Volume five, his uh, be brave challenge on the accelerator at Knott's Berry farm was classic. His reaction when he got back to the station, I cannot tell you enough about this kid. This kid was very special. I was very devastated. In fact, I remember I was on the phone with you, Andrew. We were just talking business. I was going through my phone on Facebook. And oh, that's right. When Tracy yeah. had announced the uh, his passing, and I shivered yeah. right in front of you. I was really stunned what I saw. We will keep Dustin's legacy alive on this podcast because of his passing for season three we've added a new question to our guests I'm not going to tell the audience but the question is you guys can wait till season three launches to hear that question but it's a very heartfelt question and it's going to be called the Dustin Laystra question we're always going to do something special on his birthday if we have to gather some of his music that he sings and stuff we will continue to keep his legacy alive whether his family hears it or not but the, the world needs to know about this kid he was just such a such a bright young man and this kid had a future ahead of him for him for his life to end so suddenly it's really tragic we will keep his memory alive yeah absolutely very well said david and for uh, listeners who've not heard his interview again david mentioned it was in season one uh we uh it, you can go back to the season one archives it was also re-released commemorating uh, memorializing dusty after he passed away in the latter part of season two and so you can look it up on your favorite podcast app probably where you're listening right now i encourage you to listen to his interview he was uh he was a very passionate kid you know for coasters passionate about coasters but passionate about life passionate about music and 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 performance you know again musical theater uh, for him to play danny you know the main uh, main star of greece i just saw greece on a cruise ship this past weekend ironically and i had never seen greece before i mean for if i didn't realize he played danny because that's a huge part there's a lot of singing a lot of acting i mean it's a it's the starring role so that's uh, you know at, at less than 16 years old impressive he he was quite a, quite something so for those again, and, uh, and for those and for those that want to know his episode was episode seven and his tribute episode was episode 87. If you guys go on your archives, those are the numbers. You can look it up. Great. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Wait, is that the doorbell again, David? You, yeah, it sounds that? like another doorbell. Wow. We just keep getting yeah. guests coming in and out all the time. Oh, wow. Let's go see who it is. It's getting crowded in here. Wow. Wow. All the way from... Charlotte, North Carolina, is McLean Waddell. How are you doing, McLean? Hey, what's going on, Andrew? I'm doing great, man. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you're going to show up or not. Well, thank you for joining us. I, I well, you know, before we uh, talk to you, McLean, we've been talking to you know amongst the team here, the whole team, and and the, as well as some other special guests, former guests of the show. Uh, you know, before I talk to you about what we, t we talked about with them, uh, I got to ask you a very important question. 
It's like it's the most important question at period right now in the whole world. Have you hit 10,000 rides yet? Gosh, uh, I am ever so close. Less than 100 from 10,000 after the last weekend, 9945. Probably 2 to 3 weeks away. Um I'm I'm going out of town uh, actually here shortly this weekend, so I won't be, won't hit it this weekend, but uh we'll definitely uh I would assume by the second or third weekend of April, uh, I should probably cross that number. Oh, interesting. It, wow. I'm going to have to let some friends of mine know. So I don't know if you've met these people yet, but my uh, they're friends of the show as well. See, Larry and Gene Lyons, Cameron, uh, Cameron Lau, as well as Nick Guerrero actually used to be, uh, he worked here on the, on the show in season two, one of our associate producers. Uh, they're all going to be at Carowinds, you know, Ride and Fury a lot, of course. Yeah. I think it's on like the 13th and 14th of April. This is all... I'm not going to be able to join them because of time constraints, but they're going to be doing that the day before this big Coaster Crew Dollywood event, which yeah. is Saturday the 15th, which I'll be joining them for with amongst a lot of other friends. Uh, but they're going to be at Carowinds a couple of days before. So I'm wondering if maybe you'll hit 10,000 right around there. Uh, possibly. Yeah. You know, I uh, Courtney uh, at Carowinds wanted me to let her know a couple weeks before because the rumor is the, the park's going to host me for a, uh, a reverse POV for my 10,000th lap, which will be great. Uh, definitely a nice little memory. Oh, that's I don't know great. if that's going to happen great. or not, but it should. More to come on that. Well, Courtney's awesome. We actually interviewed her in Ashland, uh, her uh, her social media, digital media, or a digital marketing rep, I should say, that works with her. Uh, we had two of the two of them on the uh, podcast last season and had a great conversation with them. And I know they 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 love your love what you do and and really appreciate what you do. And yeah, they're awesome. They're an awesome team. They just uh, actually, I think I think Ashland might have been with the team before, but I think Courtney started this past year. She's kind of yep. new to Carowinds. Yeah, yeah, she's been doing a great job. Yeah. So wow. Well, when you're there during the week are you generally there what in the evenings or, or afternoon or? uh you know it really depends uh, it really depends on how this new job is going to go um previously i would i would visit the weekends or the during the week after my job so at nights and then right yeah. open on the weekends so who knows it'll be unique uh this season or this year but i'll i'll definitely find a way to integrate it into my life just like i have previous years nice nice well i'll uh i'll recommend that my uh friends that i mentioned there listen or look i should say look out for you because they do they well they may not have met you yet they know you because uh, they um they've listened to the uh to the uh interview that i did with you last year uh Very cool. i was actually yeah i was in the they were well nick wasn't there but uh, he listens to all of our shows but larry uh gene and, and cameron they were up here visiting here in florida last november for iapa and some other things going on and we did some you know day trips and park trips and so i drove all of us to bush gardens one day kind of after iapa and i made i i said guys it was right after your interview came out i said guys you got to hear this interview you know and because you know they'd heard of you and they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. And they they we listened to the first half on the way to Bush Gardens because I'm about an hour from there and then the rest of it on the way home. And they they were quite touched by it. So I, I know they'd Very love cool. to meet you. So, yeah, for sure. Any case, so let's let's talk about what we've been uh, talking about today. You know, the first thing we were kind of doing, kind of looking back at the past and then looking for the future. I'm curious, you know, you had a very powerful story to tell in your interview. And and like I've been talking about earlier this evening, I purposely, when I interview people, you know, they might tell me, yeah, I've got this special thing to talk about, or I've got a cool story. I don't like hearing about it in advance. So I didn't really know much about your story before we talked on, on the air, so to speak. And I was blown away because, sure. you know, I just thought you're just another Thuzi who just loves rerides on your favorite coaster 
you know, at Raptor Joe, a mutual friend of both of ours is like that on Mako. And then what came out with your story is, you know, how it helps you manage your bipolar disorder where medication doesn't work anymore. You know, as I talked about earlier, it, it's near and dear to my heart because, you know, as you know already, I'm bipolar as well. And I can't even imagine what would happen if medication didn't work for me. I mean, I maybe I'd have to go move up to Charlotte, maybe try the same thing yeah. as you. I don't know <laughs> if our brains are the same in that way. But yeah, so it's just incredibly powerful stories. Any case, I'm curious to know how has the podcast had an impact? on you, you know, these past couple of years, or maybe for you since you're in season two, you know, this past year. Yeah. You know, it's it's been really unique. It's actually opened up a lot of conversation more than anything with really? both people I've known um, and people I don't, you know, probably the, the most notable, I got reached out to by a gentleman and it was, he obviously wanted to get in touch with me because he reached out to me on Facebook Messenger, on LinkedIn Messenger. Um, he tried, I think he emailed me like three or four different ways, the same spiel, wow. but just introducing himself. And I'd never met him before, but but long story, not terribly long. Uh, it was a gentleman from uh, Fourth Line Films or Fourth Line Production, a smaller independent film produ- or production company that usually does documentaries or partners with companies and, and helps them bring you know their visual ideas to life. But he was really intrigued about my story, had loved wow. going to uh, King's Dominion and King's Island um, and Pierwins, but really you know it resonated with them that hey, people can sometimes ride coasters or fall in love with. A coaster or coasters for different reasons are in talks now uh, with doing some type of documentary on oh, wow. the reasons I ride or, or you know, the, but the more in-depth just overarching reason that, you know, mental struggles are a big thing and maybe someone else can find, you know, the key to their problems by either riding a coaster or whatever else uh, through sharing my stories. So I've already met with them once, got got some some of the video already shot, but who really knows where that's going to go? Uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not... I'm not a big one saying, hey, let me make a documentary, but I'm, I'm definitely open to sharing the story because obviously it's it's affected people or, or reached more people than I thought. You know, wow. out, outside of the documentary thing, which I think is huge. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of people that I maybe didn't talk with a lot or have known me before or even from previous lives. Um, so my kindergarten girlfriend reached out to me. Uh, I mean, if that tells you anything from years and years and years ago, I'm, I'm in my late thirties now, a friend from kindergarten and, you know, grade school reached out and said, McLean, I listened to your podcast. That's a holy crap. I didn't even know, you know, your story's so impactful. And it allowed wow. me to reconnect with a lot of people oh after the God. first week or two, after like one or two people reached out and told me that it was such an impact to them. I pinned it to the top of my Facebook page just so I maybe that. people that yeah. I, I haven't spoken to before, haven't spoken to in 20 years might go onto my page and see, Oh, what is this? Let me, let me listen to it. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, a lot of people listened, a lot of old, old friends reached out or newer friends uh, like the documentary guy just connected with me and said, dude, you know, your your story is huge. It's really impactful. And it's, it shows oh, me yeah. that on a human level, how everybody struggles and everybody can find maybe their fix in a different um, capacity. So I'm extremely grateful that I was on it just to be on it. More than that, really just to, to know that my story is bigger than what I thought it was ever. You know, I, I ride just for a few. Feeling, but it, it's uncovered to me that, gosh, really, yeah, what if my story can get out there to more people and maybe help somebody that is struggling with something somewhere down the line and, and just open their eyes that maybe just the traditional medication or traditional means of therapy aren't what to look for um, and find something that works. Right, right. Well, uh, that's wow. I mean, 
I remember you had messaged me and, and mentioned that, you know, the, the podcast really helped kind of get things out there and, you know, connected you with people. I didn't realize it was that, that profound. That's, that's incredible. And yeah, I mean, you should be proud of, of, of this documentary possibility and this guy approaching you and how, fat, how, how, you know, and how he was very much intent on finding you and, you know, went to great lengths. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that documentary hopefully happening and seeing that. That would be incredible. Yeah. Gosh, lots of things to unpack here. So as far as the documentary goes, is it, do you know, is it, does he want to focus on this idea that a roller coaster is therapy for you? Is that kind of the basic? Yeah, completely. You know, it's it's really just more in our first meeting in person, you know, it was more so, hey, even if we're not able to get all of the video footage of, of the park or, or, you know, things like that, we want to focus on on your story and how you found, you know, alternate therapies to help with your struggles. And I think yeah. that's going to be the bigger overarching idea. And, you know, in my case, it's a coaster. I'm not sure if they're going to flesh it out into just being, you know, maybe just other non-traditional methods. Right. But, yeah, just just to focus mainly on, hey, everybody has struggles and everybody's therapy or everybody's fix of their struggle might not be what the next person thinks. Right, right. Now, do you know company? I mean, have they made other documentaries? Is this do they? Is this the kind of thing they do with, with the documentaries or movies they make? Yeah. I mean, most of the work that they've done it, are documentaries. Like I said, they, they've partnered with a handful of companies to get you know certain video reels out there, too. If you want to look them up, it's Fourth Line Productions. That's who uh, who will be, hopefully, uh, producing a, a documentary with me. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you mentioned, you know, other people got in touch with you. You mentioned your, you said your kindergarten best friend, was it, you said? Yeah. It, we were actually yeah. at kindergarten sweethearts. I mean, we were. We were boyfriend oh, girlfriend back boyfriend in kindergarten girl, obviously you. not but yeah, you know right. we were uh, <laughs> and very very close friends for really all of elementary school i i went to her wedding a few years ago and so we we have a, a base of a close friendship even though now we live on other sides of the country she lives on the west coast and is oh. doing her own thing and really just haven't connected or haven't really spoken much she's one of the many that posted or reached out that you know, wow, what what an impactful story. I didn't even know a small percentage of it. So, okay. So you hadn't really talked to her recently. So do you know how she found out about the podcast? Was it because she's friends with you on Facebook or? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was after I, I pinned it to my page and just, I you know, reposted I it. Hey, by the way, here's this podcast. If you've not listened, it's a cool listen. Uh, a lot of people took me up on that. That's great. Yeah. We, I forget what the numbers are, you know, David has them, but your, your uh, episode, we keep track of which episodes are the, top hitters and they change over time and you know just our overall numbers in general but i know that david's mentioned that your your episode's gotten quite a few hits and you know listens as the case may be your episode your episode mclean actually within because what what it does on our system is it calculates how many you've gotten within the first seven days before right it calculates every month within a seven day period there was already over a hundred downloads of your oh, episode wow. and in podcast wow. world in podcast world not youtube world 100 downloads within seven days is a huge deal <laughs> that does that's just downloads that doesn't include daily listeners people who don't right. download the uh episode your episode went right up the chop yep. really fast i kept nice. telling andrew and kim about that in our meetings i said you know mclean's episode is getting a lot of attention and i said i hope that really helps him Big time because of his story. Glad to well, hear that we found out somebody that. reached out for a documentary. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, McLean, do you know how? Obviously, they weren't. They didn't see your Facebook 
that's not how they found out. Do you know how they found out about your interview? Were they already listeners to the podcast or do you know what the story is there? You know, I've I've not really dug deep to to figure that out. No, I I, I don't know. Both of the the two of them that reached out to me, Tim and Nate, both are coaster friends. One of them lives oh. here in Charlotte. Tim lives closer to Charlotte and comes to Carowinds often. So I, I'm sure had heard of me or heard of something I about see. the Fury guy. Right. And then Nate lives up in Virginia closer to King's Dominion. But yeah, I'm not 100% sure how they heard, but they they definitely listened. And then from yeah. there, it was, yeah, it, was uh, it was on. It probably went viral, McLean, because even if you go on Google, every time when, a, when our episodes air, if you go on Google and just type in your name on Google, the podcast episode is like first thing on top. Awesome. It yeah, pops yeah that's so. great. So come up a little bit tonight, but uh, I'm I've kind of I guess a little bit known amongst friends and actually you know David, the rest of the team and and uh, family and colleagues. I like naming things. I've actually I, it's something I take pride in. I actually got I won a contest years ago for a previous company I worked for. Uh, we had a new division added to the company, very large company, multi billion dollar company, and there was a contest to name it. And I love acronyms and making them sound like you know like it's a real word. It's an acronym, and I named the uh, division uh, my my nomination, my my entry was Diamond, the Diamond Division. And Diamond actually was an acronym. And I, I won and I got like some gift certificate, but I was just proud nice. of you know, naming this division, this large company. And I, here on the podcast, I've named things. I actually just named a new series uh, that Kim is very excited about. And Kim's going to be spearheading along with her son, Jay, which of course, you know, Kim, yep. I was just talking to you earlier. Nice. So, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I bring all this up because again, my mind is always going fast, even, even with my bipolar maintained with my medication, you know, especially when it's not, it's all over the place. You know, I'm sure you've had the same thing where your mind's just yep. racing and all the thoughts, but just normally I'm a pretty fast thinker and I'm, I always love to being an engineer I'm a problem solver so I love thinking about things and how things can be better and always continuously improving things in my life and I'm thinking okay so Fury that's the coaster you're the Fury guy as you of course know with bipolar bipolar is bipolar it used to be called manic depression because it's all about not being kind of level and kind of calm if you will it's about either being depressed or manic and or you know and that, that's the two poles the bipoles right. and then in the manic manic episodes you know there's it's elation it's it's all these extreme extreme emotions and, and anger, fury can be a part yeah. of that. So as you, I'm guessing you've experienced that yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So I certainly have in, in the past, but I wonder if the, the name of the documentary could kind of be a double entendre, sort uh, you know, the fury of the coaster and you, you being the fury guy. And of course, fury being a part of bipolar disorder, which is what fury addresses for you. It's right. anyway, I don't, I, I don't expect any royalties if they use go with that. Somehow. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. just suggesting helping out. You know, I love helping out. But yeah, Absolutely. I'm very much looking forward. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to where this goes. And I hope again the documentary is made and it it puts because your story is so powerful and it can help people. And that's what this podcast is about. We put out these interviews. We put our these are labors of love. We don't get paid for this. We in fact put our own money into this. I mentioned that earlier. Now we spend all this time and our guests spend all this time preparing and doing the interviews. And we don't just do this for fun. We're doing it because we're trying, we're on a mission. We're trying to make the world a better place. From you being on this podcast to reconnecting with close friends, but and then with this documentary and, and other other people that have that have heard it because of you putting it out there. But imagine that that documentary because of this podcast, then who who that could reach because that that could right. be you know far far larger. Do you know how they normally release their films? Is it just YouTube or I'm not 100 percent sure. You know, I haven't haven't gone that far into to really 
understanding where it would be released or when it would be released. I know they do release a lot of them on YouTube. Uh, so I'm assuming YouTube not would sure. be a big proponent of it. I'm not sure if that's it or all or, or not. Interesting. Well, I'm excited for this journey. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, you know, we're not strangers here, but you know, yeah. definitely keep uh, keep us informed on this. Uh, that's wow. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah, I look forward to following that. All right. Well, that is that is quite an impact. Yeah, I think you take the cake. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. 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 You know, the next thing we, we talk about here, we've been talking about here tonight in this uh, discussion is, you know, if you have maybe one or two favorite moments from the podcast, from the, the past couple seasons, whatever you've listened to, you know, it could be, of course, your interview itself or anything else. It, it could be a favorite moment, maybe beyond what you've already shared, beyond this, this documentarian approaching these two guys, or your kindergarten friend, any other stories you'd like to share of your kind of favorite moments? Yeah. You know, uh, I honestly, before my uh, interview, hadn't listened to a lot. I had maybe sure. listened to one or two episodes, uh, but then after being on the podcast, I'm like, oh gosh, I should probably listen to a few to see kind of what <laughs> I've been involved in and and what some of these right. others are. It really stood out to me. I started really just listening from my podcast on, and then I sure. I went back and listened to, you mentioned Courtney. I, I saw that she was on there. I went back and listened to hers with Ashlyn. I listened to Brandon Stoff, uh, who is somebody I see at the park almost weekly or every other week or so. Of course. I kind of cherry-picked a few that to listen to, but the thing that really stood out to me overarching of all of them is, or at least the ones I've listened to, and I'm assuming all of the others, is just the the personal buy-in and the, the differences in why people love coasters or love a certain ride or love the amusement park experience or or whatever it is. You know, it's all very personal and and hearing like Courtney's background of of starting, you know, her love for amusement parks at Disney and how how she sure. wants to bring some of that into Carowinds. Wow. Oh my gosh. Now I see why some of the things might be changing. You know, it's it's because right. of the the higher end or the, the higher executives have those ties more personally. Yeah. And then yeah. Brandon's story about how he grew into making the the theme park predictions podcast. And like I didn't know the beginnings of it or the stories behind it, or honestly, yeah. I didn't know that he yeah. was a, a stay-at-home dad. And that's what he did. You know, I, I didn't know any of that so it was, it was really cool to to learn more about some of the people i knew already learn more about why they're interested in the industry and what drives them and then what kind of input that they have you know going forward it was really cool definitely uh have challenged myself to to listen to more and hopefully listen to all the episodes eventually i i nice. jotted down the one for dusty's episode which i haven't listened to and i gosh how uh tragic that yeah. he passed but i it's definitely one that i want to go plug into and and listen to and, and understand so i i think the overall idea of what coaster challenge podcast is pretty amazing and after Thank listening you. to them it's it's cool to hear some of the personal anecdotes absolutely we've had some great stories and there's lots of great stories to come you know our interviews are recorded in advance usually except for the occasional live episode that we do we have fun with those a couple times a year usually i can tell you from what we've already recorded there's some really cool stories coming here in season three which starts right after this uh this episode so this Very is very cool this is capping off season two and the first hundred episodes for sure yeah a couple things to unpack there brandon stuff kim interviewed him i i listened to of course every episode given my role in the podcast i'm sure that's not surprising not just my interviews all the interviews and especially i love listening to the other ones because i did not do the interview i don't know what they are right. i want to hear about them 
often kind of connecting social media, et cetera, with, with the guests. And Brandon is one of them. He's awesome. And we've, we talked quite a bit actually in the past few weeks since he was on the, on the, on the show and I came to know him, know of him. I went through recently kind of a, a I'm going to call it a crisis, but a, 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 I had a moment, you sure. know, a little bit of a down. He was one, one of many friends that was very supportive and helpful. And thankfully that was a brief moment. And I've actually grown stronger from it and have a strong commitment moving forward. I talked about this earlier in the, in this in this discussion today about how I challenged myself to be a better person because of what I went through. And, and that's, you know, a lot about what this this podcast is about is we're, again, we're challenging ourselves to be better facing fears, dealing with anxiety, bipolar, depression, stress, et cetera, and, and the parks being a part of that. And your story being the, probably the mo- one of the most amazing examples of theme park therapy that we've we've uncovered so but uh yeah brenda's awesome you know i i don't know generally takes a few years for these things but you mentioned and yeah when when i remember interviewing courtney and ashland i love disney and you know courtney was talking about she finally remembers disney and loves themed theme parks and so forth and here we are now and i know she's very excited carowinds is getting our aeronautical landing and yeah. has that now and and uh, i don't know if she was a part of that planning for it because again it gets planned in advance but maybe uh, certainly i know she's gonna promote it you know the best she because I know she's very excited about it and it fits taking her park that she is so passionate about now working at and turning it into less of an amusement park and more of a theme park, which I love that Cedar Fair is pivoting in that direction in general. That's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I love Carowinds. You know, I was last there in December, saw you, got to ride Fury. Of course, we always got to ride Fury at least once together. Absolutely. And uh, naturally, and yeah, I just love that park. It's it's my home Cedar Fair park. It's not, I'm not there all the time because it is seven hours away, but I try to incorporate into road trips and, and occasionally go up there for media events and yeah it's it's uh you're you're lucky to have such a wonderful park in your backyard there so i completely agree absolutely yeah I'm, yeah and obviously you're more than you're spoiled and you're very lucky because it's it's not just for fun of course that it's your you know fury is is keeping your quality of life up so much that's yeah it's so great so great the the last thing that we've been talking about here is you know what would you say is you're you're excited about for the future of the podcast what what you know what thoughts do you have moving forward you know i, I I think uh, I'm I'm really excited just to continue to hear people's personal stories and you know their, their personal connections with whether it be theme parks or coasters or certain rides or just people in life in general. I mean, it, it's definitely a a venue, uh, you know, a, a a platform to speak about that. And I think the the part of it that's kind of after just the few that I've listened to that kind of opened my eyes is that it everybody has this common love or common theme around amusement parks or theme parks or roller coasters or something. We all share something, but then that allows us to be more vulnerable as a person and share something about us personally that maybe wouldn't have come out if we didn't feel confident or comfortable enough with the audience. So I, I think it's amazing that coasters is the, the common theme or amusement <laughs> parks or the common theme that, that allows people to start taking down some of those walls. I'm excited to see who all you have on the, the podcast coming up, whether it be executive level like Courtney or all the way down to a, a little old me or a little old, you know, just doozy that that's got something impactful that they can share. Definitely interested to keep listening. Oh, absolutely. No, glad to hear. And with season three coming up again, like I said, we've already either recorded or planned a lot of the interviews and scheduled them. And yeah, I can tell you for a fact, you know, Kim and I have done a lot of interviews and we know it's coming. That It's going to be, a, a, again, a good mix like that of everything from manufacturers, park representatives, PR departments, uh, you know, people working at the park to coaster enthusiasts and, and just people that are yeah. fans of the parks and everything. The other thing you mentioned is very poignant. And again, you wouldn't know that 
this because you, you were you joined us here a little bit later on today, which is totally fine. But of course, I know you're going to do it anyway, but I encourage you to listen to this entire episode when it's released and all edited. It's going to have a lot of special things to it, things that weren't even a part of what we originally recorded because there's going to be a lot of other things added into it and so forth. And it's going to be very yeah. special, much like our 9-11 interview, was, our 9-11 episode, I should say, was. You'll hear, you know, talking about personal stories, very intense stories. Uh, there were uh, several of those tonight uh, shared. And I can tell you one of the interviews that's coming up in season three, I'm not going to say who it is. And I've not heard the interview yet uh, because it, well, I didn't do it. Kim did. It is... It might be the most intense interview we've done. And the very subject cool. matter, in fact, we're going to have to put uh, some warnings because it's a somewhat adult subject matter, very tragic subject matter, because we do have, you know, younger listeners that listen and we, we want to make sure their parents and, you know, again, everything's on the up and up. And, but it's a story, something, a tragic event that happens to someone that's in our, our part of our family, our extended family. Yeah, no holds barred, but apparently nothing was held back and it's going to be a, a very, very poignant tragic story. But the tragedy then, you know, basically led to that person who suffered this turning their life around and becoming stronger right. from it. You know, I don't know about you, McLean, but, you know, depressions that I've been through in life, you know, again, but bipolar, we, we deal with them. I've grown stronger in different ways after each of them, getting out of them. Absolutely. My, yeah. Yeah. Especially my last one. So, so yeah, it's kind of a similar thing here, but again, that's all I'll say, but stay tuned. Season three is going to be a big, big deal. Yes. We've got a lot coming. Yeah. Glad to hear that you're excited for the future in this, but you mentioned, by the way, it's very common, you know, some of the people we have on the show. They're already listeners. They're already they already know Coaster Challenge. A lot of them don't. Again, we're fairly new to the podcast scene. But then they start listening after they've been interviewed, or, or they or we start talking to them. And yeah, that's totally understandable. And yeah, I encourage you as you have time to maybe go back to some of the past episodes. And you know, you know, maybe once you've done some of that, you're curious to check out more. Just message me. I can recommend some to you. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you if you kind of want to pick and choose, but you're happy to do that. I I do that all the time for people that reach out to me and so forth. You know, McLean, I'm just gonna tell you your story is an example of why we started this podcast sure oh, yeah just the amount of situations that people go through and people go through all kinds of different situations myself andrew kim everybody on team all our guests everybody out there either if you're in the coaster community or not has gone through a major situation listening to your story it reminded me of what i went through 14 years ago that i almost had a family tragedy you know my parents and my grandfather were in a horrible car accident coming home from las vegas i almost lost my father in that accident because his arteries Gosh. in his neck were severed from that accident and my mother was in the back seat and their car was crushed like a coke can they had to use the jaws of life. I was there in another car. Gosh, witnessed that. I had for the first time in my life. You know, you was, you would you would be amazed. Like there are things that we see that happen on the news that we would be like, oh, we will never witness that. Right. I witnessed the jaws of life being used on our family car. Wow. That was powerful. Oof. And then to have helicopters come down to airlift my mother and my grandfather to San Bernardino, which was two hours away. It was it was uh, horrific. And I will tell you, it took my dad 14 years because his arteries couldn't they couldn't do surgery. They thought we were going to lose them. And then it took a specialist from Cedar sinai come down to see. And they said, we're going to put them on blood thinners. And he was having that accident cause so much trauma. He had arthritis, like his hand, his knee would swell up. Like all the, like that accident, all his injuries triggered other trauma in the body. Sure. Yeah. And to hear your story, but 
the thing is, like, my dad couldn't find anything to stop that arthritis. Your story, just like mine with my Tourette's, there's no cure for Tourette's syndrome. I spent my whole life twitching my head, blinking my eyes, clearing my throat, moving my hands like this all the time. And the amount of bullying I went through as a kid was very unreal. But the fact that what you what you've gone through and what I've gone through to find out that roller coasters have helped you and I find a way to suppress what we're going through and help us become live a normal life that's groundbreaking and absolutely over the years i'm pretty sure you have too and and i remember meeting you for the first time in 2019 when i was at carowinds and i enjoy those rides with you on fury and i wish i could have spent even more time with you and gone and had dinner because i love would have loved to have talked to you more about your story but back we were a youtube channel not even a podcast it's just amazing because like you you probably have met a bunch of other enthusiasts. I've met so many that have got that have had amazing stories like yours and mine. I just want to thank you for taking the courage to come on this podcast and to share your story. And I'm really glad to see that it got some the attention. I mean, our mission is for people to listen to the story that will help them. But I love when I hear that it's helping our guests. Absolutely. When I hear yeah. that that our guests are getting contacted and reached out and that somebody that somebody wants to do a documentary for your story that's huge and i'm really and and i I take that as a badge of honor to know that your story on this podcast helped you get out get your story out there even more i want to thank you for taking the courage you know i hope that when they start filming your documentary you know i hope that takes off and hope it takes you up to another oh yeah oh definitely awesome yeah well yeah man thank you so much it definitely uh definitely was a pleasure to be on the podcast and i'm i'm glad i did absolutely and and the the, being on the podcast your episode your interview the the documentary the people could reach just the poignancy of the story and just the general idea of exposing people the idea of theme park therapy you know again i i'm not a neuro neuroscientist or neurosurgeon or anything like that i don't know how the brain works very much i'm an engineer i know how things work machines work coasters for example but and and you know i don't know if if people have bipolar if if there's a certain percentage that would have the same impact that it has on yours you know, riding fury for example or if there's certain coasters for certain types of brains i mean imagine a study that could be done i'm not about to experiment because you know when medication works you stick with it when you're bipolar but for you you, you didn't have a choice you were open to different things because medication wasn't working so right you know, this thing yep. happened for you and that makes sense but in my situation medication works thankfully there are people out there i know that either medication doesn't work or they just can't stand the side effects or, you know, they go off their medication sure. because it's very common bipolar. I'm very fortunate that I found a medication minimal side effects that works great for me. Thank God. There are people out there that are not as fortunate and maybe they'll find out about this from the podcast, from this, hopefully this documentary that happens. And maybe some of them will start getting a similar treatment, you know, as well, you know, that, that you know, being able to kind of keep their bipolar at bay because of just simply riding coasters and that, that's just at a whole nother level than just the stress relief and anxiety relief it's just being in a park has just escaping the world this is literally neurons doing things absolutely incredible like yeah just it's wow it just words there are no words to really truly describe the, the how profound this is but again mclean thank you for for being a part of our family and sharing your story with us and touches our audience like nobody's business and look at you know i'm so glad to see what it's done for you and so yeah thanks yes. again and yeah. thank you and thank and thank you mclean and i noticed that you had a little special guest as the audience cannot see it but <laughs> we sure see it i am a big cat lover and 
Yep. McLean has a beautiful kitty cat that kept rolling back and forth through our screen during this. <laughs> oh, <interview>. yeah. So <laughs> I'm just, he's, I bet the cat was like, I want to be on the podcast, too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, sometimes my dogs have been part of the show with their uh, with their barking. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes the pets get it, get into the show here. And it is a beautiful cat. I used to have cats myself. The yeah, cats thank cool. you. What is up, guys? It's Ryan Subler of Christian Coasters, and I just wanted to hop on here and give a huge congratulations to my friends Andrew, David, Jenna, and Kim, and all the rest of the team at the Coaster Challenge Podcast for hitting 100 episodes. You guys do a fantastic job doing the marketing and branding and giving people opportunities to share their stories and testimonies on how they've overcome fear and a lot of other adversities in their life. And we just love that you guys are also willing to give anyone a chance to get on and share their stories. And yeah, we just love all the opportunities you guys have created for people. And we love you. And once again, congratulations on 100 episodes. Saw dudes, El Toro Ryan here. Congratulations on 100 episodes of the Coaster Challenge podcast. I think what this podcast does is incredible. I love hearing stories from so many people about how roller coasters have helped them through life. It's really incredible stuff. Anyway, congratulations again, and I'm sure the 200th episode will be here in no time. What's up, everyone? It's Scott Schaefer, owner of Upstop Media and content creator for Coaster Force. And I'm here to congratulate the team at the Coaster Challenge podcast for reaching your 100th episode. You are some of the hardest working people in the industry. Keep up the good work. I absolutely love your podcast and I look forward to the next time I can be a guest. Hi, this is Tyler the Coaster Kid and I want to congratulate the entire Coaster Challenge podcast team on 100 episodes. Here's to the next 100 episodes and uh, good luck in the future. This is Jeremy from Buckeye Coasters and we want to wish the Coaster Challenge podcast, a big congratulations on 100 episodes. Congratulations to the entire team on their major accomplishments. And we are uh, very grateful and honored that we were able to be a part of your amazing podcast. And thank you for uh, everything you do for the community. Thank you for just getting the word out to everyone that's a big deal and you have impacted my life and others and others lives throughout all this time so again from everybody at buckeye coasters this is or from everybody from buckeye coasters including myself and steve and the rest of the team we want to give a big congratulations to the coaster challenge podcast on their 100th episode well uh, we'd like to kind of finish up here. We know we've been uh, have, having an epic 100th episode, a lot of fun here, a lot of meaningful moments, poignancy. We want to talk about the future. We've been talking a lot about the past. Let's talk about the future of Coaster Challenge and our mission and our impact that we have. I think when we talk about the future, there's some important things we have to discuss. And to kick that off, we got to start with David. Well, like I said earlier, and I want to thank all the everyone who's on here right now. I know a lot of us have time crunches and all that stuff, but I know that this is such an important episode. The fact that earlier I had mentioned that Coaster Challenge will be celebrating its eight-year anniversary. Eight years, I think about that like, wow, what if we accomplish in eight years and we accomplish a lot? Over the years, like all of us, we've learned everything about everything, the industry, 
learning how it functions, learning the coaster community, learning what people are looking for, what people want, getting to know other social media podcasters and YouTubers and professional people in media. We need to grow upon this mission. We need to do something big. When Coaster Challenge started, we started off as a YouTube channel. And we were doing videos and everything and sharing everything about coasters. Now, when the pandemic hit, we switched to podcasts and we kind of went away from videos for a while. It was like we were focusing on getting the podcast established. And now that the podcast has been fully established and is, is taking off very successfully, that I told the team, I, this is something that we have been working on for the past year. It's something that's been in the works. It's something that's been in discussion. It's something we have always been doing. So ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to announce that starting at the starting this fall, that Coaster Challenge is going to be going into an even bigger empire. It's going to have a much stronger name to the brand. So I'd like to introduce the Coaster Challenge Network. And the Coaster Challenge Network is not also going to be podcast, but we're going back to YouTube channels. We're going to be doing, it's a network that's going to have a variety of series. We're going to have many different video series that are going to be touching on different things, but yet they all have something in common. It's all tying into the mission of what Coaster Challenge has started from its dear heart. We have found many different things that we were talking and Andrew and I talk all the time on the phone and I brought it up to Andrew. I said, you know what? Seeing what I went through last year, how I gained weight from the stress and what what COVID did and everything. And now I'm trying to lose it. But also all the years of knowing all these people, I've met so many incredible people and they've had incredible stories. We've even heard on the podcast that I told Andrew, I said, you know what? I have an idea for a series. And I think Kim would love this because it kind of aligns with her and her family story. And so I want to welcome, I want Kim to have the honor to announce our first series that's going to be launching on this network. Kim. Okay. So this announcement is something I have been super excited to share with everyone. So excited, in fact, that I've been dropping a few hints here and there on social media because it's been really hard to keep the lid on the jar. So with that being said, you know, I shared the story earlier of my weight loss. Well, towards the end of my weight loss, I really started noticing a couple of things. One, I still had a lot of lingering pain in my knees from arthritis. And two, when you're in your 40s and you lose a lot of weight, you're left with a lot of loose, untoned skin. Two issues, I'm like, okay, what can I do about this? And then I discovered the world of fitness and strength training. And that was courtesy of my son, Jay. I taught Jay how to lose weight. And I watched Jay over the past year or so really start to tone up and build a ton of muscle. So I'm like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I'm going to try to tone up. I'm going to see if I can get some muscle and see if it helps, you know, with toning the skin and that sort of thing. I discovered two things. Through building the strength in my legs, it completely eradicated the knee pain. It was gone. It's just one of those things, one step at a time. Fitness for me over the past year has become the other half of my stress relief my therapy, for lack of a better term. Coasters is one half. Fitness has become the other. I am mentally and physically stronger now as a result of the fear facing and the fitness that I've been on mentally and physically stronger than I've ever been in my life. But I'm in better physical shape. 
than I in mental shape both than I was in high school. This is something that I really want to share with other people. And I've actually had people come to me. Rich from Theme Park Alley was one. He came to me a few months ago and he's like, your podcast really needs to start, you know, really consider looking at something that involves being fit to ride coasters. He said there's a, and I know there's a huge discussion about that in online forums. You know, my love, my desire to ride Millennium Force is what started the journey for me. And I did. I went online. There were hundreds of people. How soon, how much weight do I need to lose to fit on Millennium? We're all, you know, talking about that short seatbelt. But something no one has done before now is brought that to YouTube. I am happy to announce in conjunction with my son, Jay, we are going to be expanding, as David said, from the Coaster Challenge podcast to the Coaster Challenge network. We are going to be launching this fall a full YouTube series called Trimming for Coasters with Kim and Jay. This is going to be a lot. It's going to be a video podcast one. I've already got a series of guests lined up that want to participate. We're going to be talking about people that have that are in their weight loss journey, people that have completed their weight loss journey. What works for one does what works for one doesn't work for another. We're going to be looking at fitness and at how it pertains to riding coasters from all different aspects. I'm very excited to discuss, you know, even the fitness perspective for me, being a 47-year-old with arthritis versus a 17-year-old that doesn't have that issue. We're going to be interviewing guests. We're also going to be providing workout videos hosted by my son, Jay, and I. Things that I'm really excited for about that is reaching out a wide variety of audiences. I'm going to be showing the way I do an exercise with arthritis Versus the way my son does the same exercise without arthritis, but yet we both have been able to yield the same very successful results. Now, that's another topic I'm very excited to speak with guests about too, is one size does not fit all. One form of exercise may be what works for one person, you know, but what's working for you? What's working for you? What makes everybody successful? And really, you know, just helping expose our community to as many different options as possible, modifying what makes it work for you. And I'll tell you now, realizing nothing feels as good as being in shape to in shape enough to marathon my favorite coasters. That's what keeps me motivated. Stay tuned. We are very excited to get this launched up and going. And I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm very excited for this series because like I told Andrew and I, and when Andrew and I talked to Kim about this and I don't want to spoil, but I'm pretty sure there's people out there listening that would love to steal ideas. There is nothing out on YouTube about coasters and fitness, about eating healthy at the parks or people do food reviews, but they do the junk food. They don't really show how you could eat properly at a park when you're on a diet or how much fitness you could do just from walking the park. It's done wonders for me. I will tell everybody who's listening, if you've got a fitness story that aligned with theme parks and coasters, or you have something that was that you have passion of both and you want to share your story, please reach out to us on the Coaster Challenge Network to Kim 
Andrew or myself, and we will definitely get you to Kim and she will set up an interview for you. Yes. And just to cap off what David said, other things we are excited to discuss, I'm going to be looking at inter- at um, interviewing culinary representatives from different amusement parks, All just also discussing how to eat healthy or make the best choices when you're in an amusement park. How do you handle when you can't? How do you maintain exercise and activity while traveling? All of those are topics that we will be touching on with Trimming with Coasters. Thank you, Kim. I am, yes. you know, I am so excited. And I mean, David and I, you know, we, we were, David and I have a lot of late night chat. You know, people th- talk about, you know, when they do their best thinking in the shower. Well, David and I do a lot of good thinking or late at night. We're both late nighters. And this was one of our many late night chats we've had recently. Uh, you know, David, he could tell you, but I was getting so excited and like, you know, working on the name and the ideas. And I was like, David, we, Kim, this is perfect for Kim. Kim, Kim's got to do this. She's going to be so excited. We got to do, you know, and here we are finally making an announcement, but we've been working on this behind the scenes for several weeks now for a month or two so glad that we could finally reveal it to the world and and the next step beyond this will likely be when we start releasing the uh the pod video podcast and the the youtube uh videos and i can't wait to see what kim and jay do and i do want to say a special thank you to casey johnson otherwise known as block block breaks on instagram she is working on the design of our logo I'm super excited to see what she comes up with. Yeah, she is amazing. I love her. I was just hanging out with her recently in Florida. She was here visiting some dear friends of mine that she's doing some work for, The who also plan on having the podcast when they take some time from road trips and actually have some time to sit down with us. Uh, the amazing Christian and Morgan Duffy from Escape Visuals, dear, dear friends of mine. Uh, she's been doing some work for them, amazing work, but uh, she's just, I love her spirit. Again, talk about a positive person with such great energy. And I'm so glad that she's going to be uh, helping out as part of our extended family, helping this noble mission with trimming for coasters. So yeah, again, good, good coming attractions there. Thank you very much, Kim. Yeah. Well, before uh, we move on, because I want to get, there is one other series I'm happy to announce that's going to be added to the network. And it's something that's going to be under what I will be doing as well as addition. I think Jenna, Kim and Andrew and and I, Michael, maybe Tyler, maybe you've seen it on social media. When I'm not doing theme parks, there is another passion of mine that I love to do. And I've been doing it since I was a little boy. I am a Lego enthusiast and, and not just a coaster enthusiast. I'm happy to announce that we will be also doing another series because there's also a story about, well, if you're not doing theme parks and coasters, what else do you do? What other passions do you have in your life that help you with your mental, help you with your fear journey and all that stuff and help give you some sort of therapy? Well, I'm happy to announce that... Uh, I'm going to also be welcoming Lego Brickmaster Dave, and I'm going to be sharing everybody my my biggest Lego project of all time, a 20 by 20 warehouse table that's going to be the most biggest Lego city ever built. And it's all going to be captured on video step by step. And I'm excited to share this because you're going to see some classic builds. You're going to see some monuments. One project I am currently working on that I'm going to be proud to share is I am building a six foot tall replica of the freedom tower which is really nice but that's amazing that's amazing i am not the the level of enthusiast of legos that you are david but i love legos being an engineer of course i love them 
and I'm excited. I, I haven't seen much of what you've done yet. You have you have sent us Kim and I some behind the scenes, but I can't wait to see it kind of build up literally and figuratively. It's gonna be awesome. So thank you, David. So Michael, what are your thoughts about trimming for coasters? Kim, I want to say this is an amazing idea. I knew you were doing a fitness segment, but I wasn't aware of the whole portion and everything you were going to do. I'm really excited, especially for all of these culinary interviews you'll be doing and talking about like healthy foods and parks. Because when I go to parks, it's all chicken tenders and fries, burgers and fries. I want to see healthy food. So I'm really looking forward to this. So Jenna, what would you uh, say that you're looking forward to for the future of, of the, well, not just the podcast, but the Coaster Challenge Network? That you guys find more to expand on. I would love to see more expansion. Kim with her, the training for coasters, David with his Legos, you know, maybe something for you, Andrew. That would be awesome to see. You never know. <laughs> to see, you know, what else you guys can come up with. I could see Andrew doing something with his car passion. Yeah, I was just thinking Good. road trips. Maybe something with, about road trips. Yeah, because I was yeah, getting maybe. ready to say the same thing. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Yeah, noodle on that. Thank you, Jenna. <laughs> And really quick, because I know one of our guests is going to have to go, but Tyler, we'd love to hear your responses. Well, both incredible. I know that with everything going on with Tron specifically, that fitting into a coaster restraint is a bit of a topic in the community. So to hear that there's going to be something that's never been done before in the community and something that's dedicated to that specifically is great. I absolutely love that idea. And I really can't wait to see where that goes and and listen to everything and as far as the lego stuff i actually have a lego star destroyer on my shelf behind me here i am also a pretty big lego enthusiast so i've never built anything as complicated as what you're trying to uh, attempt here but me and my girlfriend together both share a love for lego so that in itself is going to be really cool to see so i am super excited for both and i'm really happy to see this network grow really really happy to see where this goes in the future that's that's awesome tyler by the way um you and danielle your girlfriend do you guys do legos together uh yeah actually we do i got her a uh, a lego uh harry potter uh, dragon set at one point we built that together and we built smaller sets in between yeah, it's something we do in our spare time. That's very cool. You know, as for me, what I'm excited for about the future of the network is that we're just being, we're so successful and we're just building that success. And I'm excited to see what all of that is going to become. I've mean, got a, the strongest team we've ever had here now entering into our third year. Uh, I'm excited about us getting back to YouTube because... You know, I did uh, enjoy getting involved with the, the video side of things in the first few years of my involvement with Coaster Challenge and uh, perhaps getting back to that in addition to the podcast. I, but I'm really excited for tripping for coasters because when someone is passionate about something in life, that is when they do their best work. And you know, I know Kim and Jay, who's not with us today, but they're both very excited about trimming for coasters and I can't wait to see what they accomplish. So there's just so many new things we're doing and there's going to be probably more things that we haven't uh, even uh, thought of yet or not ready to announce yet, at least that we probably will be up to here in season three and this third season of the podcast and this next year of Coaster Challenge Network. So again, so much excitement. All right, so I'm going to wrap things up here with my final thoughts of how this whole network and this whole organization has gone this past eight years. Eight years ago, it just started with just me and my best friend making videos and just filming coasters and just sharing my experiences. And over the years, 
the team has grown. Started off with just me and Andrew side by side. We had a few people that came and went, helped us do videos, helped us provide information and stuff we needed. And then it just, the team kept growing and growing. And then it took a pandemic to really make us have to do a rethink of what we needed to do. And all of a sudden we decided to become who we are right now, a podcast that has now has come to a close on season two. And looking back, I'll have to say these past two seasons have been so successful and I just cannot thank all the guests that have been involved in this. And I'm really looking forward to season three, which comes out next week. I hope you guys are excited. I want to thank all of you for taking this time. I know this is a very long episode. The last time we've done a long episode like this was the 9-11 episode, which was a very special one. But this was a very special occasion. And I really want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to all these heartfelt stories, hearing what's been going on behind the scenes. And officially, we're going to officially put season two to a close. And now we're going to welcome a brand new season along with a new network and some new series along that network. So stay tuned. We will be announcing even further about the Coaster Challenge Network with Trimming for Coasters and our new Lego series. So thank you guys, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening to our 100th episode. Don't forget, Season 3 starts on April 7th. For more information, please visit our website at www.coasterchallengeusa.com. Thanks for joining us here today.